Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Run Up the Score with Ben Bachman and Bo Mullet. We are back. Uh, not a whole lot of news outside of the NFL. We, we record on Thursday. Now we're recording on Tuesday. Um, so we had the NFL weekend. Um, not a lot else has happened outside of that. So today will be very NFL-centric on week 14 and what happened there. Uh, I am officially the one seed in both of my fantasy leagues heading into the playoffs this next week. So I'm excited about that. Um, my bets did just over 500. So that's always a good weekend. It's not a great weekend though. And uh, let's just get right into it, Ben. We got the Colts and the Raiders. Uh, the Colts were three point favorites. You liked them going into this game. Mm -hmm. And uh, what what did you make of it? Well, uh, about 10 minutes into the game, I knew I'd already won my bet. Uh, oh, yeah. Confident. Yeah, I felt very confident about this game. More so, and I was just absolutely puzzled about how the Raiders even took the lead at some at a point in time in this game, just because it just seemed like the Colts completely dominated them. That on their first drive, they get inside the 10-yard line, kick a field goal. Rate, Colts defense gets a stop, and then um, Colts will then take the next one down for a touchdown. And then just a blown coverage. You know, it's not like the Raiders, you know, figured out our defense. It was just a blown coverage that allowed the Raiders to get a touchdown. It, it just seemed like, you know, outside of a couple of hiccups on the Colts, they seemed to have that game pretty well in ten, uh pretty well in hand and uh yeah it was just it just seemed like they were able to pull away tell you what though that i said i i had said at one point during the year i thought the colts were starting to lose trust in their running back their rookie running back jonathan taylor i think that trust is back uh he, he has been a factor uh you started to see it last week and you really saw it this week they 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 were sure they were um, making sure that he got the ball early and often throughout this game. And it was, it was just a, if you're a Colts fan, you're watching that game. You had nothing, but you know, you had nothing to be concerned about really just cause it was just a dominating performance by them. I don't know if I'd say dominating. I thought that they pulled away late, but the, for the most part, the Raiders were in the game the whole time. Um, the, what I make of the Raiders is they have a really good offense and a really bad defense. And so if they don't score up in the thirties, they tend to lose. Um, the, I was, as a Colts fan, I was excited. T Y like mossed a guy in the end zone for his first touchdown. And then the second touchdown was like vintage T Y. It was a deep mm -hmm. shot. It was, he was open and I, it was, it just felt good. Mm -hmm. Um, the, uh, um, the Kenny Moore interception is maybe the catch of the year. I mean, it's tough to beat Deandre Hopkins for the hail Mary, but I mean, just from a catching like athletic standpoint, because the, mm -hmm. I mean, all the credit Deandre Hopkins, it was like just a jump up, go get it ball mm -hmm. with everyone on him. But Kenny mm -hmm. Moore, I mean, that thing, I I couldn't believe it. I, I I thought I saw I saw a car loft it. I thought either it's getting knocked away or it's a touchdown. And Kenny Moore, his hand gets on it. I'm like, sweet, it got knocked away. And then it came down, and I never saw the ball. And I was like, wait a minute, did he somehow catch that? 
Mm -hmm. I mean, what even the, it wasn't even the one hand you're supposed to catch with, you know, if you're doing a one hand. So that was really impressive. Um, and a great highlight, but the, um, what really got me the, the 62 yard run by Taylor to double his yardage for the day. Um, we hadn't really seen that out of Taylor. And that was something that coming out of college, I said they really hadn't seen was him bust off like a big run and just separate and get all the way. Um, and so, uh, that was exciting to see. And the, um, and then once it was 37 to 20 and the Raiders were fully in pass mode, having a tip ball for a pick six, just kind of sealed the deal. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think I I don't want to, I think this Raiders team is, I think they're good. Um, And I think with some defensive adjustments, there'll be a problem in the upcoming years. I think, uh, I think everyone should be back on the Derek Carr's a good quarterback train. I don't think he's shown any reason to believe he's not. Um, Josh Jacobs wasn't a hundred percent. Darren Waller. I mean, he's at least top three, maybe top two in tight ends. Um, and so I think they're really good. Here's a couple, here's a couple things. Um, the Taylor Hines combo is great and it'll be even more exciting if we bring back Marlon Mack next year mm-hmm. to have Mack Taylor and Hines instead of Wilkins Taylor and Hines. Wilkins to me just doesn't do a whole lot or add anything to the offense. He doesn't, but you know, if one of the three get hurt, he's nice to no, fill in. He's nice to, yeah, he's a, he's a nice fill in, but he's not a running back that's at like, I don't get excited when he's on the field. Like mm-hmm. he makes an occasional play, but he's not adding. He doesn't seem to, he seems like a very average running back. Yeah. However, of all the running backs, I think I'd probably prefer him in like those short yardage sh- situations. That um, to me he, seems like a Taylor thing. I mean, it is kind of a Taylor thing, but Wilkins seems like a Jacoby thing. <laughs> yeah i mean but i've seen wilkins time and time again he's he's not afraid to get hit he's not afraid to just go right into somebody and he has a little bit of a power behind his uh behind you know the ball to where you know he can he can go toe-to-toe with a linebacker and get a first down mm-hmm. um and not to say taylor doesn't but uh he you know taylor's still young he's been stopped on fourth down a few times but I feel like I've seen uh, Wilkins, you know, be able to make those plays to kind of just get that extra yard that was needed. It'll be interesting to see if um, Ballard wants to give Mac, because Ballard, I mean, you know, we're thinking about the salary cap. We don't like to give out big contracts. Um, It'll be interesting to see if Marlon Mack is extended or if to get that first big deal, you know, or mm-hmm. if um or if we let him walk because in a, in a sense we have played this entire year without him and have been fairly decent running um but i don't know i i like the idea of having that backfield but i don't know if if that's something that Ballard's weighing or if this injury will 
bring his price down a bit because he's been hurt a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always been a fan of kind of putting the franchise tag on him. Uh, mm. I think just because it's like at a market value and he well, it's at a very he, high market value. <laughs> yes. But at the it's same time, top, if top five salary, but if he plays to where we know he can play, then I think it's money well spent. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's he's got to be able to stay on the field because, yeah, you say we've been able to run the ball pretty well, but it's like we've also had times where it's like uh, Taylor's not working, uh, Hines, he's not the right running back in the situation. Marlon Mack, you know, he was kind of uh, – you know, never, never on the Le'Veon Bell level, but no. it was, it was in a form of Le'Veon Bell to where he can kind of do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. He could catch out of the backfield. He could be a patient runner. He could, uh, you know, put his head down and get that extra couple of yards. He can spin move. He, he kind of was like that Swiss Army knife of running backs. So mm-hmm. it, it would be nice to have him back to where he can do almost anything. Yeah. And uh, one thing that was cause for concern um, in a statement after the game, Frank Reich said that Philip <laughs> Rivers has quote multiple years left if he wants to continue playing, which is concerning to me that our head coach would think that Philip Rivers has multiple years left. Um. Well, let, let's put some context around this first. With the way Philip Rivers has been playing at this point. And I don't think you and I could deny that Philip Rivers has not been playing poor up to this point. Or, well, has been playing poor of lately. He's yeah, actually, but. <laughs> he's been playing really good. If this whole TY <laughs> chemistry thing keeps up, you know. I don't know I'd, if I define it as really good. Um, I mean, not turning the ball over his stats have been, you know, pretty average at the quarterback position. Um, and I don't think Frank Wright really cares about having good quarterback stats. He's always been that. I don't know. I don't think he cares about the stats. I'm just saying, watch Phillip rivers play football. He's, he's been, he's been more of the game manager at the, of the last few weeks. Um, hasn't been, you know, trying to make all the plays, um, but the running game has been better and the defense has still been great. And so I think that has helped. Um, but yeah, I, just, you know, I just think to suggest that Phillip Rivers has more than this year left is concerning if you're an Indianapolis Colts fan. Because I think it's fairly clear that Phillip Rivers is at the end of his playing days. Well, I just pulled up his stats for this year. Uh, his completion percentage is above his career. Um, his career average is 64%, while this year he's at 68%. He's done for 3,500 yards, so he's probably going to exceed 4,000, 4, which, again, not it's not special, but at the same time, it's not bad by any means. Yards attempt, it's about right where it should be, uh, 7.7 versus 7.8. His touchdown-to-interception ratio, we were keeping an eye on that early because it was not good. He's now got it up to 20 touchdowns, 9 picks. 
which is not bad considering the start he had. Yeah, considering six of those picks are in two games um, is not terrible. But I don't know. I, I just think, you know, it just if Phillip Rivers plays bad, which he's capable of, then everything falls apart because he's th- he's turning the ball over short fields. If he's managing, then we have a chance. But I'm not sure the way when you watch Philip Rivers play, it seems like this is it. He's not mobile. He, you know, they talk about him being able to read the defenses, but then he audibles into a play that gains half a yard. I don't, I don't know what to make. I, I, I to me, it doesn't seem like it's uh, maybe if you're, if that's something you just say to kind of keep the mojo going for the rest of this year, but I don't want anyone in that building thinking like, Oh, we can re-sign Phillip to two more years. Yeah. I see. I see what you're saying. I don't, I don't think it's going to be that. Oh, let's sign him to a two year deal type of thing. And I don't think Philip Rivers wants that either. I think it's going to be similar to the Adam Vinatieri thing where it's just, do you want to play another year? Heck yeah, let's do it. One year contract. Uh, so it's going to, as much as you don't like that, I'm not a fan of it because I think we can improve at the quarterback position. Bring in Darnold or Wentz. Yeah. Because those ships will sail after this year. Yeah. So, and, it, and, and, you know, Philip, you know, he isn't terrible. Like we're going to have a bad draft pick. Like we are going to be probably 24 or later. Um, or 20 or later, but the, the, so we're not going to be able to draft, even if, you know, Philip comes back next year, we're not going to be able to draft the next, you know, quarterback, the Darnold Winch ships will have sailed. I, I mean, this is the time to transition out. I, I don't, I don't see, because if we can't draft, then we're just going to, you know, Phillip's going to retire after the next year and then we'll be out of luck at quarterback and be bad for a year and then hope that we draft or can sign the next free agent, I, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the endless cycle that we've been going through since Peyton left, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, luck was there. He was, but again, he only stuck around for like five years. I mean, he was there for like seven years. He was hurt for a couple. Yeah. So, no, it, it just feels like it's like, should we think about getting a quarterback or whatnot? It's been a question we've been answering really. At least in my opinion, for the Peyton years, yeah, we had a few years of Andrew Luck, but even then there were people questioning, should we get a new quarterback or what are we going to do at quarterback? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're saying you were watching watching Andrew Luck and going, should we get another quarterback? Not what? Well, watching his injury situation, yes. There were people wondering if he could come back from his shoulder surgery. 
and then he retired, right? Or was that the well, no? Before? He he had the sh- shoulder. Then he came back and then took the Colts comeback the player of the year, and then got yeah, hurt. yeah, and then got hurt again, and then retired. So it, it was just a it was just a long, long process with that. And and I think the the uh, the mystery behind the injury because no one was saying what was actually what was the injury and how did it happen and what when was it and you, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, just a very unique situation. But I actually uh, ran the numbers. Philip Rivers is actually since the Cleveland Browns game, which was probably arguably his worst performance. Um, he is six. Yeah, uh, Jacksonville's numbers aren't horrendous. They aren't. Yeah, special. three picks. He actually had two. One of them was uh, a penalty. But he still threw for 363 yards, and he did have a touchdown, as opposed to Cleveland, where he had 243 yards, zero touchdowns, and two picks. Point is, point is, since that game, uh, he has thrown 16 touchdowns and only four interceptions for a 4-1 to touchdown-interception ratio, which is really good. No, it's good. I'm just saying. Three games with three touchdowns. This is the same thing with LeBron and Michael Jordan. There's an eye test element. I'm watching Phillip Rivers. He is at the end. (laughs) I watch LeBron James. He's better. I watch Phillip Rivers. He's at the end. He doesn't have multiple years left. Okay. Um, I think there is an eye test element. Time will tell. Time will tell. But I do like the trend that Philip Rivers has been on this year. And it's as long as that thing keeps on going up, I'm not going to ask questions. And okay. not to mention, I'm not fully sold on the whole on the whole Carson Wentz thing yet. I'd love to see it work. I'd love to see the old Carson Wentz. But obviously, something was wrong there, and I don't know what it was. I have my theories. Well, let's get into your theories. You got the Eagles up next. Go into that. All right. Well, let's do it. So, it doesn't really have much to do with Carson Wentz in general, but I'm sure it will be brought up. Let's not ignore the smoke screen that has just happened this Sunday, okay? I had predicted the Eagles to actually have a decent season this year, and I was way off. I'll acknowledge that. However... The team got a spark when Jalen Hurst hit the field this Sunday. And they played like a team that, you know, most of us would have expected them to play as. Now, beating the Saints, probably not. But if the Eagles were as good as we expected them to be, around an 8-8, eight and eight, maybe a little bit better, like 9-7 and seven team, then they should – we wouldn't be surprised if at a home game that they would have been able to kept, keep up with the Saints – Good taste of hell. Yeah. But I don't know. There's just a huge smoke screen that's going on that the Eagles, that Jalen Hurst is the answer for the Eagles and that the problems have been solved. The problems have not been solved. Uh, let me just clear that. In fact, this could possibly cause even more problems because for one, you ship out Carson Wentz. 
and he actually turns out to be the quarterback that everyone had originally thought he was. Well, one, you're in trouble there. Two, had the Eagles kept on losing, had they finished the season just outright poorly, I think Doug Peterson would have been on the hot seat. However, if Jalen Hurst comes in and continues to win, I think Doug Peterson saves his job. And I don't think that's good for the Eagles. I think Doug Peterson, I think the Eagles kind of need to hit a reset here. I think they need it. They can keep Jalen Hurst. You know, that's all fine and dandy there. I think Doug Peterson needs to go. Carson Wentz needs to go. And they just, you know, this team needs to hit a reset because it just hasn't been working. And now you're getting the smoke screen that, oh, we just needed Jalen Hurst to go in, and now we're all fine and dandy. No, that is not the case. The Eagles still have a old and fragile roster. They're going to have a huge cap hit coming up in the offseason. And this is just – this is not a good scenario of your Eagles fans. You know, you're an Eagles fan. You were watching Sunday. You were probably feeling pretty good that you guys got a huge win. Congratulations. That's your Super Bowl for this year. You guys have a lot of problems going forward. And as for the Saints, though, I'll jump into them here real fast, too. It's also a smokescreen. Okay. They, they, they had nothing to prepare for Jalen Hurst. And not to mention, the Eagles actually gave a much better effort and a much better outing than they have really all season. You know, when Carson Wentz was playing the Steelers and the Ravens, you know, the Eagles actually looked competitive in those games. Over the last three to four weeks, the Eagles have not looked competitive. They did not look like they even wanted to be out on the field. And so for the first time in that in that amount of time, the Eagles actually acted like they wanted to play this week. The Saints couldn't prepare for them because they didn't really know much about Jalen Hurst. And again, they had Taysom Hill. They were on the road. It was almost fitting for the Eagles to be able to at least be in the game, if not pull the upset. Don't sell your Saints stock just yet. And don't think the Eagles have solved their quarterback issue. This is far from over. Okay. So um, I, I somewhat disagree with the fact that they had nothing to prepare for Jalen Hurts. He plays a very similar style to Taysom Hill. So if you're in practice playing against Taysom Hill, you should be somewhat prepared for Jalen Hurts. He's a, he's a running quarterback who throws it occasionally. Um, the, the, you, I mean, Philadelphia, it's not like they're changing the entire scheme from the next week just to fit Jalen Hurts, his ability. Um, the, the, I take I take more from the game about Taysom Hill than I do about Jalen Hurts. I mean, I've not been a fan of Taysom Hill. You know, he's a he's a good gadget guy here and there. I don't understand the mid drive pulling Drew Brees to put in Taysom Hill, um, but I didn't understand why Jameis went. He was put in over Jameis Winston. He's thirty years old at quarterback. Uh, he had a worse game than Jalen Hurts making his first start did. Um, Aside, you know, the game looks closer than it was. Uh, it was 24 14. Uh, the Eagles were running out the clock and they fumbled it. And so it, it was recovered by the Saints and then they got that extra touchdown. Um, I don't, I don't know what 
the Saints' plan is here with Taysom Hill. I he's not a quarterback in this league. Um, the and I don't know what their plan is with Jameis Winston. Like, what's going to happen to him after this year? Because he signed, he signed like I forget what he signed. I thought it wasn't it a one year deal. It was either a one or two year deal. I'm not sure. Yeah, but so I don't know what happens to Jameis Winston with Taysom Hill taking over. Um, I I took more I took more that Taysom Hill's bad than Jalen Hurts is good. Um, the Eagles' defense hasn't been terrible. The front seven's been somewhat decent. Um, the the notion I think it's Doug Peterson. I don't know if you saw this. There was a there's a photo of Hertz on the sideline, Wentz on the sideline, and Peterson on the sideline. And Carson Wentz is saying something, and Peterson just, like, side-eyes him. Like, it, it almost makes you wonder. Now, call me crazy. Um, these past few weeks, the Eagles have been so bad. And this week, Jalen Hurts looks so good. It almost makes you wonder if Peterson was trying to find a reason to bench Carson Wentz. Um, because the scheme, I mean, the, I, you know, I can't imagine that Carson Wentz having a few years in this league is that much worse than Jalen Hurts making his first start. Um, whatever scheme they're running seemed to work a lot better, um, for Hurts. And so it makes you wonder what was going on in the beginning, but no, I'm full send on either Darnold or Wentz. Um, moving to Indianapolis, I think Carson Wentz has a lot of talent. Is a little bit – there's some injury concern there um, that isn't quite there with Sam Darnold. Um, but uh, I just think, man, that would be – you know, if they, if they ship Carson Wentz out, I don't see the team – I don't see Jalen Hurts being long-term successful – um, and I don't see Doug Peterson being able to lift that team back up. I think Frank Reich was the best coach on that staff that year they won the Super Bowl. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to make. I, for me, the Eagles are just going to fall back into like obscurity and not be relevant for a while. Um, like you said, they have an old roster, so it's going to take a few years to revamp that up. Um, and I don't, I don't get why everyone's out on I, – I get Wentz has played bad this year. I don't get why everyone's out on Wentz like he's awful and not worthy of being a quarterback. Um, honestly, and especially when you talk about moving to Indianapolis, Darnold's probably more attractive to Indianapolis for the less injury risk. He's younger, and his contract's still on a rookie deal. Um Right now we're paying Rivers 25 and Jacoby 15. So bringing in Wentz, we'd still be saving money if we had Wentz and not those two contracts after this year. Mm -hmm. um, so that doesn't concern me as much. The contracts for like two more years and then, you know, some of the, you know, guaranteed stuff gets out of the way. And I'm not opposed. See, like Rivers got to go. He's at the end. I don't mind a two-year try with Wentz because he's a younger guy, um, although there is injury concerns. 
I think I'd say Darnold's probably still my number one pick, but I'm not opposed at all to Carson Wentz, and I'm not sure why everyone else is. Um, but I just think the Eagles got a lot of work to do, and like you said, if Doug Peterson stays there, I don't see them. I don't think that's gonna, you know, help them anything. Yeah, I agree with a lot of the points. Uh, I don't know. There's just oh, so much about the Eagles and so much, especially with Carson Wentz, that we just don't know. Mm. Like, And I think it's the mystery of the unknown that kind of makes people kind of uh, concerned with Carson Wentz just because, you know, we all kind of have our theories. It's Doug Peterson. It's the Eagles. It's whatever. We don't exactly 100% know. Or if it's just Carson Wentz has just let everything into his head and now it's everything's just off with him. Now, I think going to a place like Indianapolis would be perfect in terms of, one, Colts fans aren't as bad as Eagles fans, you know. No. Not even We're, close. Colts are just like Eeyores where they're just kind of depressing. Eagles fans, you know, they'll they'll go to they'll go to jail just to prove their point about how bad their team is. I mean, you know, it's just all sorts of stuff that's wrong. And Indianapolis is a quieter town. Okay. It's not as much chaos. Uh you know there's just so many things that Indianapolis provides that can kind of get give you that get away from the spotlight mentality. And I think Wentz is from one of the Dakotas, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I forget if it's north or south, but either way, it's the same thing. There's not a whole lot of people there. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, and that's something – that's part of, you know, Indianapolis somewhat provides that. Mm-hmm. But, again, I'd prefer Sam Darnold. That's just no. I, I think I think from a from a rookie contract, younger, less uh, less damage, less wear and tear. I think Darnold's probably the move. Mm-hmm. But if you're not going to get Darnold, I'd say move. I don't think it's a a stretch to go. I don't think it's a big step down to go to wins. No, it's not. However, <laughs> here's the take. Oh boy! If Phil Rivers ends the end of this year, and it turns out to be a pretty decent year, and the Colts bring back for another year, not the most opposed to it. I mean, granted, that's like the third choice I would have. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! No, 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 no! The only way I'm okay with that is if we also bring in Darnold, and they're like, "We'll sit a year behind Rivers." Perhaps. Or take over halfway through the year. No, no, it is time. I'm not, let's not waste another year of my life on Phillip Rivers. I'm interested to see how the year rides out with Rivers. And, and, and if Rivers ends, you know, if Rivers, most people don't retire because they're still great. Like, like over time, it doesn't matter who you are, it goes down. So even if Rivers ends great, next year is probably worse than this year. I'm just I'm very opposed to that take. 
that is like my eighth option. Yeah. You, <laughs> you, but the thing is, you you were done with Rivers after I don't know what what game was after that? the Browns game, probably. Probably after the Browns game. Yep, yeah, you were absolutely done with him. I and yeah, you're, I you you still you still are done. I'm tolerating him right now. I'm <laughs> tolerating him right now because he is on our team, and there's nowhere <laughs> else to turn to. The trade deadline has passed. Yeah. <laughs> But nothing is going to get you back on. <laughs> nothing. I can't unsee the Browns game, Ben. I can't unsee it. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've seen worse games. I've seen worse games. From Philip, yeah. Um, the let's see. Moving, moving on. Let me shift to this in my cowherd transition. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs, Miami Dolphins played the other day. Uh, the score was 33 to 27. Um, so the Dolphins covered naturally. Um, here's, here's my whole point. Okay. We've been saying, you know, we do our power rankings and we go, duh, the Chiefs are number one, blah, blah, blah. And they haven't, you know, had like a, you know, outside of the, I think the Broncos was probably their last like major blowout win the first time they played them. They've only been beating teams by six or so here of late. Um, but here's the deal. Mahomes had three picks and the team, I think, had a fumble in there too. So they had four turnovers on the day. And it still never felt like the Dolphins had a chance. Like the Dolphins got up 10 nothing, and you thought that's not enough. And then the Chiefs, you know, blew it to like 28 to um, or 30 to 17 or whatever. And then uh, they come back. So Mahomes has three picks. He still has 400 yards and two touchdowns. The Chiefs never look like it's in question. It's like this team can just turn it on whenever they want. They're better than everybody else. The I, there's nothing. The defense is the defense is good. The running game's good, but the the ability that they have with Patrick Mahomes, who by the way got caught on a big sack against the Dolphins as well, the ability they have with Patrick Mahomes to just throw the football and it's better than everyone else, like by a wide margin. They they're the best team in football, and as long as they can turn it on whenever they want, I don't see anybody beating these guys. They have four turnovers, and they still won. Uh, well, here's what I'll say. You know, I don't want to spoil my power rankings, but you know, I don't think I'll be able to. I agree with you to a slight extent. I still think this is the best team in football. However. Oh, no. To say this team is unbeatable now, that is – no. that I disagree with that. This team, last four games, it's been one possession games. This team is very But they beautiful. haven't felt close. 33-31 Carolina, 35-31 Raiders. Uh, Tampa Bay – okay, not going to lie. Tampa Bay did not feel close. I don't even know how that was close. <laughs> and then the, the Broncos game, I will agree with that one. That one didn't feel close to either, but it was still close. You're wondering how. Honestly, if the Raiders can somehow shift the clock to where they score last as opposed to the Chiefs, they win the game. 
I'm, I didn't really watch the Panthers game, but uh, if they're able to get in field goal range and kick a field goal, that's the game. Miami, uh, I don't really know what exactly happened because I didn't I watch the game. Close. But they doesn't feel well, close. I want to say that they were up ten nothing on these guys. They were, and it didn't and, feel you did. It was the first no. quarter, and you didn't feel any sort of stress because it's the Chiefs. Uh, I want to say there was no stress. If there was, if it was ten nothing, and I were to tell you, oh, the Dolphins got this in the bag, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. That, I mean, that's not that's not enough points to beat the Chiefs. And uh, you can't take your foot off the gas. However, Miami did take their foot off the gas and allowed Kansas City back in the game. But if Miami does not let their foot off the gas and they could just match the Chiefs blow for blow. That's the thing, Ben. No one can match the Chiefs blow for blow. It doesn't matter if your foot's on the gas or what. No one can match these guys if they're playing like they want to. Whoa, whoa. The Raiders did match the Chiefs blow for blow. In fact, in eight quarters, it was pretty – I mean, both games pretty close right up into the end. Raiders got one. Chiefs got one. This team is beatable, okay? Are they the best team in the league? Yes. But could a team beat them? Yes. I, I don't think this team is, you know, your lock in for the Super Bowl. No, I – okay, so – Maybe I should ease up a little bit because obviously any given Sunday there, you know, a team can get beat. That's, mm-hmm. that's how the NFL works. However, to just, I'm at right now, I am at 90% that the chiefs will be in the Super Bowl and probably win it. Okay. I'll give a 10% chance that they, uh, they don't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Look at who they will play. They have, the, the only team that concerns me, the only team that concerns me a little bit here, there's, there's some teams that will make it tough maybe. Mm-hmm. I think the Colts could put up a fight. I don't think they win. The only, yeah. te- the only teams that concern me right now in the AFC are the Bills because they have the offense. Mm-hmm. And after last night, potentially the Browns. Mm-mm. I think the Browns fit more of the Colts category where it's like they might be able to give the Chiefs fits and maybe with that any game any any given Sunday mentality get a win. But I don't think those are favorable. Well then you got the then you got the Bills. And there's no one Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe the Packers, but I don't see anyone in the NFC giving them fits. Oh, I We'll find out on my power rankings what team oh, I think boy. could give them fits. Oh, um, no. However, however, you're absolutely spot on with the Bills. Now, some people think the Bills are the better team today. I'm not there yet. No. But Josh Allen, he's looking really good. And for a team where you said you were done with this team earlier in the season, I think this one's a little bit different to where you're actually back on. I am uh, back on. I am back on the Bills. Okay, here's the deal. Josh I'm, Allen. I, I'm not Josh saying Allen, it was. Unjust. Josh Allen had four great weeks and four terrible weeks, and now he's back on four great weeks. Like mm-hmm. it just depends on how Josh Allen's going to play this. Mm-hmm. But the Bills, you know, six and one, and the one loss is a game where they outplayed their opponent, but only lost on a hail mary. Yeah. So really, it should be seven and zero, but it's six and one. 
and they're just they're just on fire at this point. They they really have a solid identity of who they are. And Josh Allen, you know, believe it or not, there are days where I feel like he's honestly a competitive matchup with Mahomes. No, for sure. I, the the um it, like i said it's all in, you know this might swing in the bills favor you have four great weeks you have four bad ones he's on four good ones right now and if he gets four bad ones then he's going to swing back to four great ones just in time for the playoffs <laughs> yeah i mean you, you you really never know but i tell you what i'm actually excited because there's a chance drew Brees comes back this sunday and the Chiefs are going to I've New heard that he's sitting and they'll play the Chiefs and then bring oh. him back. Okay, last I heard is that there, there was a chance. I suppose there is probably a chance that he plays, but I heard they were being cautious. Okay, so and that's fair. I think the Chiefs and Saints game, that is a game to watch. And... Don't fall in Only, love with the whole Eagles beating the Saints thing. Wait a minute, I wait think, a minute. You think that's a game to watch regardless or if Breeze is back? Honestly, regardless. Bro, I no. If Taysom Hill is at quarterback, the Chiefs will dog walk the Saints. Okay, okay. So I guess we got a little – so you're saying that the Chiefs will – beat their four point might because this is in the superdome if, now if Taysom, if Taysom hills at quarterback if it's four points take it okay that's interesting i'm not sure i want to do that that's that's the safest bet of the week if Taysom hills at quarterback all right well you, we weren't expecting to give betting advice if, up to if this drew breeze is at quarterback i'm still taking it <laughs> i'm just not oh, okay <laughs> now now that's a hot take that's a hot take no i no and I, no and i'm not saying so i'm saying if Taysom Hill is at quarterback i don't foresee that game being particularly close if drew Brees is at quarterback it might be close i'd still take the chiefs interesting very interesting saints at home are three-point dogs according to FanDuel. duel at three now yeah. Bro, take that every day. I'm just saying. Unless Mahomes gets COVID and can't play, take that every day. That's right. the lock of the week. We'll I see. Even, I haven't even seen the rest of the lines. I don't need to. That is the lock of the week. The Chiefs aren't losing. But they need to win by three. <laughs> yeah, easy. All right, well. I don't know what to make of this game That's, yet. Three is easy. Four is where you start considering because then it's like, well, we got to get more than a field goal and blah, blah, blah. I, I'm not going to give advice on this game, at least not quite yet. I don't like seeing the Saints as dogs at home. I just don't. Well, I think they deserve it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I would... And I get, and I get, you know, probably the the same stock is low and the chief stock is high. So that's probably affected the line a bit. Yeah. Um, but that just seems, it seems ridiculous to me to think that that'll, that the saints end up winning that game. I don't know. It's just, 
the last four games for the Chiefs, they've all been one possession games. It makes yeah, me but they've think all that been this by going to be six. different. They've all been by four to six, except Carolina. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just it's the Saints are a better team than all four of those teams that they've played. Yeah. Well, with Drew Brees. With Taysom Hill, they're not. I wouldn't you really hate Taysom Hill. I really hate Taysom Hill. And the Chiefs defense isn't bad. And the the Saints defense is good. The Kansas City offense is better. The Chiefs defense is good against Taysom Hill. They're better. I don't know. I guess I don't want to be super, super confident this week because I do think you have some good points. But at the same time, I'm not buying it. I'm probably leaning the other way on this take. But at the same time, I'm not putting all my eggs in the basket on this one. No, I won't put all my. I I never put all my eggs in one basket. Come on now. I, I mean, you my, literally I, just said this I, is lock of the week. <laughs> it is lock of the week. It's one I'm most confident in, but I'm not going to put all my eggs. I'm going to. I spread my eggs around. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Every so often, I'll put all my eggs in a basket. You know. Sometimes it, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. You know. It's like it's like this past week. I had a hundred bucks. We go 30, 30, 40. I put forty on the one I'm most confident in. That's the one that didn't work out <laughs> <laughs> oh well that that's bo's betting advice right there you know <laughs> his most confident take is the one that doesn't hit okay so we know where we're going on the chiefs and saints oh come on now it's <laughs> a little different i i called it right i will stand by that i will stand <laughs> by that we'll get to that later i called it right all right <laughs> i got screwed okay um so yeah over yeah, we're moving over to Washington. You know, Chiefs, we can end the season, whatever. Move, move, move over to Washington. Spoiler alert. Anyway, so <laughs> there's a new team on top of the NFC East. Mm-hmm. And it is the Washington football team, which is absolutely – there's. this is very bittersweet for me at this point in time. One, the sweet part of it is that it's Alex Smith continuing his comeback player of the year resume. You know, I will say this just about every week. Okay. It is fantastic. I love Alex Smith. I love, I love this entire story. They're going to make a movie about this guy. I swear it's going to be, you know, winning grant uh, Emmy awards, you know, whatever award it Oscars. Or Oscars. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Award shows are dumb anyway, but it's still win. Uh, <laughs> um, killing me, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> What I don't like about this is the Washington football team, if they win the division, will be written in history as the Washington football team winning a division title. And that part I do not want. Uh, you don't, I, wait, what What do you mean? The whole name situation with Washington. Oh, the name. <laughs> Just that the Washington football team was yeah. the winner. <laughs> like, I was hoping they were going to have a terrible year and then we can just get a new name and then move on with our lives. But no, you will look back at the history archives and and say, what is the Washington football team? They've said that they are not in any rush to change the name. And I still, they'll probably have the same name next year. Uh, That is terrible. Oh my gosh. That drives me up a wall. Just 
just because one, you're reminding everyone of the entire situation. That That's true. Down. That's true. That, that, that point has never been brought up. Every time you hear Washington football team, you remember why they're called that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if this team doesn't win a division title, no one's going to remember them. You know, you get the new name and then they have no, nothing in the archives. You know, it's like, oh, you have Washington team that went three and whatever, three and 13, you know, no one really cares. But now it's like, okay, so we're going to have Redskins, 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 Washington football team and yada, 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 yada. And it's like, Oh my goodness, are we serious? We're gonna have to acknowledge that they were division winners. And not to mention they're gonna be the division winners of probably the worst division in the history of the NFL. Yeah, they'll probably be the worst team to ever make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The only thing that can quite save that save that is if they go eight and eight, because there have been nine or seven and nine teams to make the playoffs. Yeah. However, one of those teams is Beast Mode Seahawks. So yeah, and they want they beat yeah yeah the so, um yeah yeah keep going. You know, Washington being in first place, it's very bittersweet. It's awesome for Alex Smith's story, but at the same time, we're gonna have to acknowledge the Washington football team in history of the football archives or NFL archives for now on and who knows how long we're going to keep the Washington football team. Yeah. And here's, here's the deal. You talk about a movie being made. I think, I think you're probably right. And I don't think it's just Alex Smith. I don't think, I think Alex Smith will be a component of this, but you also have Ron Rivera who had cancer. You're coming off the name, you know, the name change, the assault allegations, like it's a whole mess down there in Washington. Mm-hmm. And they're going to find a way to sneak their way into the playoffs. The uh, I, I I got your movie title. It's the football team. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> and everyone's going to go. What movie are you going to see? One ticket for the football team, please. What's that? <laughs> What's that about? Well, you know, it's about the Washington football team. Uh, just like the most generic, like it's terrible. But the the I mean, just think. Here's here's a weird thing about the NFC East. I don't think they've had a repeat division winner in 10 years or something. Like, one year it's the Cowboys, one year it's the Giants, one year it's the Eagles, one year it's the Cowboys, one year it's the Eagles, one year it's the Washington, one year it's the Giants. Like, it's crazy. Because mm-hmm. no other division really works like that. Teams get good, they, you know, do it, and the, you know – and then the next, you know, they're there for a few years and then they come back down. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have the occasional like Indianapolis won it with Peyton Manning, New England with Tom Brady, that stuff. But you never really have every single year a different team is popping up in this division. Um, then just imagine, just imagine you are the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, or the New York Giants. And you're looking at it and you're going, we've lost the division to the Washington football team who came into the year hot on a quarterback that stinks being backed up by a guy who has one leg. 
We had a coach who had a cancer battle going on in the midst of the season. We had sexual assault allegations come from the front office. Like we had a name change, losing our identity, whatever. Every little thing that could have gone wrong for Washington did. <laughs> aside mention, from draft, aside from drafting Chase Young, like that yeah. was a positive. <laughs> well, and not to mention, it's about the COVID year too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, granted, every team has to deal with that, but that's just another aspect you can throw into the, you know, the story of the Washington football team. Yeah, it's crazy. The uh, I don't. I don't know how they're there. I will say I want you to slow up on the Alex Smith train a little bit because it was up to him. They probably would have lost the other day. Um, the defense won that game for him. Um, well, he got hurt in the first half, and Dwayne Haskins couldn't do anything in the second half. So, Well, either way, they <laughs> no, no, the offense didn't do anything. The, the hey, deep, Alex Smith beat the Chase, undefeated Chase, Pittsburgh Chase, Steelers. Chase Young, Chase Young picked up a fumble and ran it back, and then they had a pick six, and the score ended up being twenty-three to fifteen. That fine, put Chase Young at tight end. You know that'll be fine too. They, pro- I mean, that's not a bad. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um. The. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy in Washington. I don't understand what's going on. But it's a heck of a story. It is. Um, so I think that brings us into the news break. We'll get a sound effect in there. Like the dun 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 dun, dun, dun. Or like Joy Taylor with the news. <laughs> oh yeah. The um so well I'll give you some NFL headlines first since we're coming off of that. The Bears beat the Texans 36-7. to Are we ready to say Mitch Trubisky is better than Deshaun Watson? The Bears should not, the Bears should not regret their pick. <laughs> uh, no, but it probably bought Matt Nagy the ability to finish out the rest of his season. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't believe that game went the way it did. I, was, I, was, I didn't end up betting it, but I was, I was heavy on the lean to the Texans. That one I just wasn't sure about just because I don't know what it is, but teams just need to change their quarterback about every week just to give them that spark or something like that. Because for some <laughs> reason, since Mitch, like Mitch Trubisky started the season, was playing bad, they put in Nick Foles, and all of a sudden, hey, the Bears are actually playing pretty good right now. Oh, and Nick Foles has kind of, you know, started playing bad. So let's put Mitch Trubisky in. Oh, and now we're starting to play pretty good now. I mean, I, I don't know. The Bears just need to flip-flop every week. I don't know. That's what the, the need to give the defense a little shot because you could tell yeah. like, you, what game was it that they um that they lost? Was it the Rams where they like the defense held them to like fourteen or something? And the Don't offense talk about and, that Rams game to me. And they had a um no, it wasn't the Rams. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You had I had to bring that, that game back up. Yeah, I'm sorry. I brought that up. Oh. I forget. I forget who they were playing, but the Bears scored thirteen points and seven of them were from a kick return. And the and the defense like held the other team to like sixteen or something. They lost the game, and it's like at what point if you're the defense, do you just say, "Who? What does this even matter?" Like, <laughs> like they we outscored the offense. We outscored them seven to six because the, all the offense could do was get two field goals. We held the other team to sixteen. We lost the game, and it was, was that it, it was not was a bad team. 
Was that no, the Colts game? The Colts. Oh, because that one was 19 to 11. Um, that wasn't the Colts. But that was another game where you could – I think that was piled on to it. But there was one game – it was like a Monday night game or Thursday night game or something. It could have been the Vikings. I think it was the Vikings. Yeah, I guess it could have been the Vikings. That's the only one that I'm seeing here that really makes sense. It was 19 to 13. Yeah, it was 19 to 13, and the Bears had a kick return touchdown. Like it was like the like what what's even the point? And I think that was it came shortly after the Colts, you know. And so it's like our offense can't do anything. What? Why are we even playing? Mm-hmm. Yes, it was okay. So I remember watching this game. Okay, so. The Bears just could not move the ball on this game. I yeah. remember watching this game. And and against the Vikings, who don't have a particularly great defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um let's see. The so so yes, Bears don't need to regret their pick. Mitch Trubisky's just as good as Deshaun Watson. Um the Cardinals beat the Giants twenty six to seven, proving that the Giants are who we thought they were. Giants are a tough team to figure out. Uh, you want to hear a fun fact real quick before you go into this more? Oh, dear. Daniel Jones, I believe, has played something along the lines of 24, 25 games. Mm-hmm. And in those, he has 49 turnovers. Okay, he, he does make... He, he finds new ways to fumble the football every week. It's amazing. <laughs> See, the problems people had with Josh Allen coming out of college are the problems that Daniel Jones currently has. Just Mm. cannot protect the ball and turns it over constantly. Like, the Giants could have – I know they could have at least beaten Tampa had Daniel Jones not turned the ball over. I don't really watch much Giants games. Yeah. But, you know, there's probably at least two or three more games where if they don't turn the ball over, they probably have a shot at winning the game. So they're an interesting team. I don't think they're terrible by any means. Uh, but at the same time, they do have those Sundays where it's just... Ha- Hassan yeah. uh, Reddick, I think it is, linebacker mm-hmm. for the Cardinals, had five sacks in that one game. Dang. <laughs> I mean, that's only four shy of the record, so I mean... <laughs> Who had nine? Uh, I don't know. It was a Chiefs player uh, back in like the early 2000s or late 90s, one of the thing. But it's on the top oh, most unbreakable NFL records. Yeah. Nine sacks in the game. That's ridiculous. Yeah. The um, Let's see. So now getting some headlines outside of the NFL. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, has officially well I don't think I don't know if it's official yet he's planning on signing the 5 year 228 million max super max extension with the Milwaukee Bucks that's as expected um so congrats to him it's I think it's the largest contract in history for an NBA player um only for like another year well yeah next year someone else will break it probably yeah so I I'm, I'm never really concerned about oh largest contract in history I'm like yeah, whatever. Um, well, you know, it's not It's not like, oh, I'm concerned about it. It's just like, here's a fact. You know, that's yeah. what we deliver is facts. Yeah. <laughs> All okay. right. 
I don't really have too much on that. Other than that, I would have liked actually liked to see him go to the Heat. I would have liked to see him move as well. I would have loved to see him go to the Heat. Thank you. That's that's very nice of you. Honestly, I don't know why, but I just enjoy watching the Heat story as opposed to them kicking the crap out of the Pacers, which I hate all the time. Well, I actually, the only thing my- the only thing with the Heat is I don't think Miami and Giannis are the same personality. Like as far as the city and the player, that's fair. But I swear, if he would have come to the Lakers, I would have thrown my headset. No, that was. I don't think that was ever. I mean, I suppose it was a possibility, but I don't think that was ever something anyone was taking legitimately. Um, okay. I'm not sure where else he would have gone. To be on, I mean, those were like. The to heat, be honest, the the heat. Oh my gosh, the. <laughs> The Heat were like the big, like, we think Giannis might go to the Heat. Um, And other than that, I don't know. It would have been interesting to see him maybe go to Dallas with Luka and Perzingis. Um, I mean, Giannis would have been fun anywhere. It's a little – it's a little disappointing that he's staying in Milwaukee just because Milwaukee's not a super fun – City. <laughs> Sorry, Milwaukee. <laughs> I didn't mean I, I I didn't mean that. But the I mean small market, you know. Milwaukee yeah, it's just uh I tell you what, I'll I'll visit you, Milwaukee, one of these days. I almost did. I I a couple years ago I interviewed for a job with the Bucks. Really? Yeah. Um, the Cleveland Indians have announced that they will be changing their name to go along with, uh, the trend. Now, now hear me out here, Cleveland baseball team. (laughs) (laughs) I literally, literally that went right through my head. I'm like, what are we doing? Cleveland baseball team. Maybe maybe they'll do it right, and then Washington will be inspired to do something about their name. Oh my goodness, that's I don't know. I don't get it. I really don't. <laughs> like the, I understand the original logo. Honestly, the original logo of the Indians was probably more offensive than the Washington logo because yeah, it's just probably. like a cartoon-looking one. Yeah. But like, even if you were to take that, like, you know, take that off of you know, just about everything because they took it off the hat and just put a C there. And I'm like, is that not enough? But <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I can't really have a strong opinion just because I'm not, you know, a part of that ethnicity. So I'll try to stay out of it. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, college football rankings have come out. Number one, Alabama, number two, Notre Dame, number three, Clemson, number four, uh, somehow Ohio State. Somehow. They haven't played any games. <laughs> I mean, but they're they, still... they, they they didn't cover their biggest one. They I think their biggest one they played, their toughest opponent's been Indiana. They almost lost that game. I mean, yeah, but that's probably the toughest opponent they'll play even they even if they played a full schedule. No, I mean, sure, but how do you play I don't understand this like Notre Dame has played what, eight, nine games? Mm-hmm. And Ohio State's played five games. Mm-hmm. 
it's just you know you know based on the players that they lost and then the recruits no. that joined Ohio State here's, here's and the what you coaching. Know. It's Ohio State and they and you want them in the playoff because they're the ratings. Okay, there's a slight truth to that because when Ohio State is in any game, the ratings skyrocket. Like I did for one of my um class projects was event management and the event I chose was the Big Ten championship game. Of all the Big Ten championship games, like out of the top five, four of them consisted of Ohio State. And I think one of them was like the fourth, the number four one was like, uh, I think Michigan State, Wisconsin, maybe. I don't know. It definitely had Wisconsin in it because Wisconsin's the only thing can, can bring numbers in. Yeah. Well, that's what like uh, Coward was saying the other week. He, he was talking about at the beginning of the year, team, like the networks, like, draft which games they're gonna get and he's like number one's ohio state michigan number two is ohio state penn state number three is ohio state something number four is ohio state number five is ohio state he's like five of the first six games that people pick is ohio state is involved and then it goes to like alabama auburn or something like you know like um or notre dame something like Mm -hmm. that but like this is why college football bothers me because I don't feel like I'm getting like I obviously te- these teams are good. I don't understand how how many Division One colleges are there? Like 115? How are there only four every year that are the good ones? I mean, you know, based on the recruiting, like these people are judging based on coaching staff, which you know you thought NFL coaching staffs were important. It's even that much more important in the college level. So if you have a great coaching staff. That helps. It goes based on recruiting class. If you can get the top recruits in the country, you know, they're going to consider that as well. And then basically based on your history, were you a good team last year? And what what players did you lose? Oh, well, we lost these and these and these players, but we can fill them in with these guys who were like number one in there, like in the state or whatnot. Like there was a year where Ohio State lost their first string quarterback due to injury. Then I think like, in a they they were down to like their third string quarterback and I think their third string quarterback won them the national championship right yeah, like Joe Burrow was like he transferred to LSU because he couldn't play at Ohio State like he was back yeah Haskins or something that's funny to think of now <laughs> but yeah I just don't I just don't like it's boring to me like we know who's going to be in the playoff it's probably going to be Alabama Clemson or whatever in the um in the final, mm-hmm. like, is it just bores me? There, like, what would the point in me being to, uh, what point would there be for me to root for, um, like, Indiana or anything? There's nothing that they'll go after. Well, well you could root for them in like the Chick Fil A Bowl. See, that means nothing to me. That means <laughs> nothing to me. Okay, okay, that one. Probably not. But what about the beef and Brady bull? I don't even know what that is. Are well, you, you not, never is heard that, of that did one? You, did you not? Did you just make that up? Nope. Ball State played in that bowl a few years ago. So uh, I'm just like, wait, that's seriously a bowl game? Like, I, I suppose the Rose Bowl is like a big deal still. Okay. Okay. Yes. The Rose Bowl. 
But sometimes a Rose Bowl can be considered but, but like, one of the so national many, There's so many bowl games. Like, there's yeah. not – like, what is the point? Everyone gets a bowl game, you know? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, it's just – it's just like, the playoff is what matters to me because that feels like the playoff, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and it's the same – I mean – Maybe you sub out one. I mean, you know, maybe the same five teams will be in contention every year. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. The big thing is the conferences. See, if you're not one of them huge conferences, like your your championship, your Super Bowl is the conference. Can you win the conference? Because really, that's what gives you the bragging rights. Now, if you're like Ohio State, Which Alabama, you want to be the best in the country. Exactly. It bore it bores me that it's like it's like if it's like if the Colts winning the AFC South, that was their championship. That doesn't fulfill mm-hmm. me. <laughs> I mean, I, I see I see your point there, but like, you know, think back to our college days, you know. Uh you you know you put you uh well you didn't play for it, but you went to Indiana Westland and it was always a big deal when Indiana Westland won their conference in whichever sport such as soccer or basketball. It was not a big deal. You know what was a big deal is when we won the national championship in basketball. That was a huge deal. Okay, it was a huge deal. Yes, but you know for Indiana Westland to win their conference, yeah, those were generally big games. I'm assuming that those were generally packed houses. Uh, if they were at IWU, I mean, because the Bethel I mean, games, the Bethel games, always huge. Uh, I, I don't know about the great St. Francis was the team when I was there. St. Francis, uh, Taylor, probably, even though they probably Taylor, good. Taylor wasn't so much of a, that wasn't very competitive. That was, was just more of a, that, was, it, that was just more of a rivalry. Cause you know, it's, yeah. you know, Wesley and Taylor, we usually crush them, but, yeah. the, <laughs> but the, the, I, I mean, yeah, I suppose like there were a lot of people at the conference games, but I never watched those games. We won those games and it was like, yeah, we're conference champs. It was like, no, now we move on to the national, you know, tournament, like same mm-hmm. thing with soccer. It was like, I don't care that we're conference championships. Now we're going down to Florida and we're playing, you know, for the national like that's this is what we're doing here. We're the we're going to be the best. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be the best around here. <laughs> so, so maybe NAIA should be nationally televised because anyone can win it. <laughs> it is well, it's not it's not nationally televised on the channel. It's you can watch it on ESPN three. <laughs> oh, uh, let me go through my filing cabinet of all my ESPN channels. <laughs> <laughs> ESPN 45, no. <laughs> okay, so we spent longer on that than I planned for. Oh, I've got one more NFL one. It's uh, okay. Roger Goodell says that players and personnel will not jump the line for the vaccine. Why? Like, like, like okay. Probably because more people actually need it. Than yeah, the yeah, yes, yes, right yes. Now. <laughs> but the, my thought process didn't quite, uh, you know, get tread uh on that topic yet so jump the line as in not take it before like anyone else of the people that need it Mm -hmm. 
However, I when I first heard it, I was like, wait, is there like a concern here or we're not uh we're not going to be over anxious on taking the vaccine or whatnot. Just because I'm sure if the players had the choice whether to take it now to get rid of all this uh protocol, I'm sure they would take it like no problem there. But it's interesting. I think what I've heard is once you take the vaccine, here's the other thing. I think I've heard once you take the vaccine, then you quarantine for 14 days. Um, because, because you like they're cause they, you know, they put in like the similar, uh, it's like the flu shot. I mean, they put, oh, in the yeah. sim- they put in the similar antibodies that aren't active or whatever. I don't, you know, it's science and stuff. And, um, they put, <laughs> they put that in and then, um, so what I've heard I, you know, I don't know anything. I don't, you know, this is, I'm a sports guy. I don't know anything about this, what I have heard and what it seems to change every day. But what I've heard is that you get the vaccine and then you just kind of, maybe not quarantine, but you just kind of isolate a little more because um, it's getting into your system. And then once it gets into your system after, you know, the, so, you know, the amount of time or whatever, then you have the immunity well, or, you know, whatever um i'm already immune <laughs> and so um bro not even covid wants me it's a lonely time <laughs> here. but the the um the but the so it's um so that's kind of what i have heard and my understanding of it is here's the thing i i'm viewing this vaccine like i view the new iphone i'm gonna let some other people see i'm gonna watch and see how it works see watch them get the bugs out and then i'll go to go after it <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's how I see it. Uh, You know, I am a 23-year-old male with a strong immune system and doesn't have any health concerns. I'm probably last in line as it is to get it, so... That's why I'm like, I'm in the July club anyway. <laughs> like, like, so, I will, I'll, like, I'll probably get it before I can get the vaccine. <laughs> Like the only thing that could probably get me to get the vaccine any sooner is that I'm still a college student and the college might require it. But at the same time, uh, I only have one more semester left and I don't think they're going to have that a requirement before I graduate. That's true. So yeah, we'll see about that. But, and that was NFL. vaccine talk here on run up the score. Yep. <laughs> so NFL players getting vaccines. Uh, yeah. We hope it's sooner rather than later, at the, but at the same time, we hope... It is nice to see the video of, like, the trucks coming in and they have the vaccine. It's like, hey, we might, you know, there might be some light at the end of the tunnel here. Yes. And hopefully we can go back to normal sports and whatnot. Or, you know, as close as we can. The um, Yeah, I, I just went through the training because Banker's Life's getting ready to bring us back in with the season starting up. Awesome. Um, I got that email, I think last week that it was like back to work and whatever. Um, so we had to give on our availability. I just went through the train today and I'm like, man, this is going to be so different. This is going to be rough. <laughs> um, moving on to the Buccaneers and the Vikings. Here we go. This is, this might, this, this game was the most frustrating game I think I've seen all year. This was this was I'm I'm sorry, it's it's 
it's taking over right now. Like I haven't gotten over the rage. I'm, it's all welling back up. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm, I kid you not. So the, the, I don't know where to start. The Bucks won 26 to 14, and basically it's because of the refs and Dan Bailey. So here's what happened. The uh, Vikings got up. They score a touchdown. It's six nothing. Dan Bailey comes out. He misses the extra point. I'm like, dude. And I here's the other deal. I had the Vikings plus seven, and I felt real good about it. And I had a bonus if they win. So that you know, it was great. They're up six nothing. Dan Bailey comes out. He misses the extra point. Yeah, you know. And then the Buccaneers come out, uh, and they have a bad drive. The Vikings get it back. They bring Dan Bailey out for a 36-yarder. Then he misses the stinking 36-yard field goal wide right. I'm like, man, what is going on? This is this is terrible. I'm like, I'm going to lose this bet because a kicker can't make kicks. It's it, no worse feeling in the world. Well, then you get the Buccaneers. They come down. They get, they get up 7-6. to six. And then I'm, I'm losing my timeline a little bit here, but – the, they bring out Dan Bailey, who has missed an extra point and a 36-yarder to attempt a 54-yard field goal. And I'm telling you, this guy's lined up on the right hash line. So, therefore, let me play this out for you. In order to make it into the uprights, you got to kick it to your left because the uprights are on your left. You're on the right hash mark and this guy kicks it 30 yards right i don't understand it it wasn't even close well then you know the buccaneers get good field position because that's a long stinking field goal so the buccaneers get good field position they throw it they get touched down everyone's da, 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 da. and so then it's 14 to um 14 to 6 and then right before half the oh by the way sorry i forgot this part so it's seven to six the buccaneers are driving they get down in the red zone mike evans runs into the end zone he turns you know like a receiver would to catch the ball tom brady's throwing it to him he falls down and the vikings intercept it in the red zone to you know stop the score except they call pass interference. He just fell. It wasn't the defender's fault. He fell down. The guy caught it. It was, oh, it's maddening. So then, you know, Buccaneers get the ball at the one. They get a touchdown. It's 14 to six. And then right before half, Tom Brady throws a Hail Mary because time's running now. He throws a Hail Mary to Gronkowski and the refs call a pass interference on a play that they've never called pass interference on before. The Hail Marys, if they didn't call it for DeAndre Hopkins, how in the world are they going to call it for Gronkowski? This, this is a play that never gets called. No matter if it's into game, into half, it's a Hail Mary, it's a free play. If you get it good, you're probably not going to. That's why it's that's why the Andre Hopkins was such a massive play because it's a rare stinking play and it was such an incredible catch and blah, blah, blah. They call it a stinking. So then the Buccaneers are down at the one yard line. So instead of going to half 14, six, they kick a field goal. And now it's 17, six, we come out of halftime. Dan Bailey's going to miss another one. We got, so the final score ends up being 26, 14. We had a 10 point swing from the refs. We had a 10 point swing from Dan Bailey, missing three field goals and an extra point. And gosh, dang it. I called, at plus seven and i didn't hit it they lost by 12 and they should have and then they also should have won and i'm just i'm all the way mad about it so ben just take it from me i don't uh 
Well, I was watching the highlights as you were uh, talking about it. Now, this is the in-depth highlights that's like 12 minutes long, so I didn't quite see all of it. I did see that 54-yard miss, though. Oh, my goodness. Like, it looked like the wind took it, like, far to the right. But then but it was I already going it. there. <laughs> it was already no, going there. No, I rewound it and looked at the flags. They aren't moving. <laughs> There's no wind. That thing, you know, it kicks off. And it looks like it's going straight. And you know how Adam Vinatieri sometimes likes to knuckle it on in where you're like, oh, darn, he's going to miss it and knuckles in. Yeah. It looked like this one was like going straight and completely knuckled out. Like, but I it was going straight when it needed to go left anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like <laughs> it came off his, it came off his foot straight. Like I'll, I'll pull it back up here. It, it was not a pretty kick by any means. It was just, boy, 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 boy. Uh, you know, you got to feel bad for the Vikings kickers because they cannot catch a break on those guys. But <laughs> doesn't matter who they bring in, they stink. No, it doesn't matter. Like. <laughs> Oh, who was the kicker? There was a Blair game. Walsh. like Yeah, Blair Walsh against Seattle. Then they yeah. tried bringing in a kicker before Dan Bailey, who against the Packers missed like five field goals. And then it's like, okay, we got Dan Bailey. He's good, routine kicker. He knows what he's doing. He's going to be the guy. Yeah, he sucks. Um, and the game before he missed two extra points in a field or something, they lost. Like this is a team, the Vikings are much better than their record. If they had a kicker, they might be in the playoffs right now. Yeah. But, oh, my goodness. Vikings are going to be looking for a kick. Hey, Adam Vinatieri is available. I'm just saying. You know, it can't be much worse than that. I don't want to see Vinatieri in a Vikings jersey. You don't like a Vikings? I mean, I'm not a huge – I like – you know, I like Thielen. I like Dalvin Cook. Like, I don't mind the Vikings. I don't like the Vikings. If I had to pick an NFC team, it would probably be the Vikings. Really? Yeah. I like Aaron Rodgers, so I'd probably go with the Packers. Oh, don't even want to say his name. What? Nope. You don't like Aaron Rodgers? No. Why not? I don't know. He's There's just something about him I really don't like. Have you listened to – have you been listening to Pat McAfee's show? He's on every no. week. I, I listen to his little takes on Instagram. So, so I – you know, kind I've of- – I've liked Aaron Rodgers, but I haven't been a fan of him. I've listened to Pat McAfee's show, and I'm like, man, this is a cool dude. Something about him. I don't know. But anyway, regardless, yeah, Vikings would probably be that team. I I loved Brett Favre, and I loved it when he went to the Vikings. Uh, plus, oh my, God. my mom's kind of a Vikings fan. I couldn't fan. stand Brett Favre. Favre's my favorite Packers quarterback. Yeah, okay, narrow it down to like five guys. I don't oh, three guys. <laughs> three three guys, yeah. You got Star and Favre and Rogers. Well, Rogers is ten times the ten times the guy that Favre ever was. I don't know. There's just something about Brett Favre I like, and there's something about Aaron Rodgers I do not like. Maybe because Brett Favre's southern Midwest kind of guy and Aaron Rodgers is coastal kind of guy. I don't like those coastal people, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. Okay. Um, let me. So, if you're listening and you live on the coast, that's not. Oh my gosh! I'm trying to get listeners here, Ben. We're just 
We've roasted Washington. We've roasted Milwaukee. We've roasted the coast. Who's left? <laughs> Midwest, yeah. Midwest for life. <laughs> oh my gosh! I roasted Milwaukee. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Oh, okay, fine. The the South. South right. <laughs> oh no, that's not who I want. <laughs> so now I just roasted them. Um, the, the yeah, okay. So, so are we just gonna get rid of the U.S. entirely? Just start over. <laughs> I want a European audience to talk about NFL and NBA. <laughs> well, then we'll let's talk about soccer. <laughs> I uh. No, this game was just beyond frustrating for me to watch. I forgot, you know, it's been so many years and it just doesn't get any less frustrating seeing Brady get terrible calls go his way. And it's just – and I had him at plus seven. And it would have – it's just discouraging, Ben. It's discouraging. Yeah, I had him at plus seven as well, and I was very upset, especially because they teased me thinking they were going to come back and at least cover because like when it got 24 to 3 i'm like okay i guess I i'm literally this watching game. this game i'm like it's a 20 point swing we should be up 24 to 16 yeah like they go up 24 to 6 or no 23 to 6 and then it looks like the vikings were about ready to get back in it yeah let's, let's see didn't they make it like 21 23 or something like that i'm trying to the well, final score is 26 14 so there's no way that happened okay well it's 23-14, maybe the Vikings. Yeah, 23-14, I think the Vikings got the ball in field goal range, which and a field goal makes it a yeah. six-point game. Yeah. Yeah. He, the 10 points from the kicker, 10 points from the refs, and that's the game, folks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a frustrating game. However, the good news is Tampa did not look good in that game, and so I don't think we'll have to see much of Tampa come to the postseason. No, I don't think we will either. Um and, all, and, you know, credit to the Vikings. Everywhere else on their team seems to be better than the record. The yeah. offense the offense seems really good. Dalvin, they couldn't do a thing with Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook was running all over. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kirk they, Cousins is looking pretty good. He looks like he's hitting a lot of throws here. Yeah, Adam Thielen is at least top 10 in receivers. I think you got to put him up in the conversation. Yeah, he's a fantasy football disappointment, but hey, I mean, he's still reliable. <laughs> he's not a fantasy football disappointment. What are you talking about? Oh, I had him in a couple of my teams this year, and there's sometimes I wish he would have been. Yes, he he's had a couple. You know, he's had a couple bum games, but he's usually fairly consistent, and he usually ends up in the end zone. I'm, I, I've had him in games past, and you know, he's always been reliable in the past. But I don't think this is one of his better years. And not to mention, Kirk Cousins is. A, rookie this year um justin jefferson yeah might be rookie of the year yep it's between him and herbert i think herbert's got it in the bag no that's uh, herbert is the odds on favorite but Je- jefferson's making his case if jefferson finishes out the year strong i mean he's on pace to break rookie records for the vikings which include randy moss that is that is actually very impressive so um, it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got on that one. I think right now Jefferson is Jefferson's plus two hundred, and last time I checked, Jefferson was plus two hundred. Herbert was minus two sixty. Um, at the beginning of the year, Jefferson was probably like plus a couple thousand. <laughs> um, 
Bills Steelers. Ben, do you want to take this one over Sunday night football? Well, Sunday night football, you know, I said this take about two weeks ago, and this take has lived its legacy since then because I said the Steelers needed to go 16-0. Otherwise, this would absolutely be a disappointing season because they would do nothing in the postseason. And I called it just at the right time because the Steelers have now dropped two in a row. One to the Washington football team, and then the second to the Buffalo Bills. Now, the Buffalo Bills, they're a good team. So I'm not going to hate on the Steelers too much. But at the same time, Steelers you're not going to get a whole lot of respect right now from anybody because one, you can't run the ball. You absolutely cannot run the ball. And two, you're 11 and 0. Everyone saw this coming. Okay. It didn't matter the power rankings. It didn't matter what people were saying. People never took you as the best team in the league. And it's because, you know, it was another smoke screen. But now you guys, re- but now the Steelers have regressed. They're uh, not able to do anything offensively. They can't run the ball. The receivers can't catch. And I think with the defensive injuries that usually keep them in ball games, they now cannot hold defenses. And so the Steelers can they win another game this year? I mean, I know they have the Bengals coming up, so they might yeah, get one. Yeah, but... they're gonna win. They're gonna beat the Bengals. Yeah. I don't know. What's the what's the what's the numbers on the Bengals? What's the spread? I can't imagine it's that good. Uh, I have it pulled up right here. So the Bengals and Steelers, which is a Monday Night Football game, which I would love to see that one flex out. It's twelve and a half. Yeah, that's a lot. I was gonna say, you know, if I, if it was if it was seven or less, I would say take the Steelers, but twelve and a half yeah. is a lot. Um, I, mean, I don't really have. A I'm whole still lot of faith. not gonna tell you to take the Bengals, but the- <laughs> yeah, but it just proves our, it just proves our point that we're not that with a an eleven and two team and what a one in thirteen the backup team? quarterback, that- yeah, backup quarterback. I, I mean, I mean, regardless, I haven't, you know, 12 is a lot to take. It's a lot. I mean, I don't think we would hesitate if it was the Jets. <laughs> well, if it was the Jets and another opponent, not the Jets and Steelers. Sort of yeah, thing. if it was the Jets and the Chiefs, I'd probably take the 12. Yeah. I almost, but, took, the, I almost took the 20. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless... The Steelers, you know, if you haven't sold your stock on the Steelers yet, start selling it now because they're only going to go down from here. I would probably be surprised if the, over the next three games, if they went two out of three. I would like the Colts next weekend against the Steelers, and I think they have a Week 17 matchup against the Browns. I'd like the Browns in that one. I, I'm completely off Pittsburgh. I don't think they're a legitimate opponent. You know, I think it's going to get real ugly from them real fast. I think at this point in the year, they've had injuries on defense, and the defense was their strength. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I saw an interesting parallel. So this is a team. The defense is special, elite. 
crazy good defense. Um, they have an aging quarterback, and uh, the they seem to be not quite as good as their record and their last standing undefeated team. Now, am I talking about this year's Pittsburgh Steelers or am I talking about last year's New England Patriots? Um, the Patriots last year, last remaining undefeated team, they were 8-0, something like that. They had this amazing defense. They had Tom Brady, who was aging. They didn't look quite as good as what their record would say. And we saw how that ended up for them in the playoffs. I'd say a similar thing is going to happen for Pittsburgh. I think the thing that happened with Pittsburgh, you lose Devin Bush, you lose Bud Dupree. Um, this week they didn't have Joe Hayden or Vince Williams. Um, I mean, they're just the defenses, their injuries are going crazy. And Ben is getting into the getting later into this year, and it looks like he's wearing down. Um, mm-hmm. The offense doesn't look like it used to. They can't run the ball at all. They're completely reliant on Ben throwing. And honestly, that wouldn't bother me as much because they've got great receivers. I mean, that's, you know, Pittsburgh's what trademark? They draft receivers well. They've got outstanding receivers. Um, there is a problem with drops. I think Deontay Johnson leads the league in drops, and then Eric Ebron, of course, is up there. Um, oh. But the – the uh, I don't know. I think the – I think – they're a good team, but at this point with the injuries and Ben, I don't think they're going to – I think they'll – it depends on who they get um, in the playoffs. Right, If it started right now, they would have – who's seven in the AFC? Um, is it the – it's not the Raiders. They just fell out. Um I think, think Colts are Colts are Colts six. The Colts are six, and the team behind them has eight wins, I believe. Probably Baltimore then, right? No, Baltimore's still out. Well, they might Miami? be in now. They might be in after last night. Miami. Um, it might. Yeah, is it Miami? Uh, no, I was just saying it out loud. It might be Miami. I'm still pulling it up. Okay. Um, Miami is the seventh seed. Okay. And so like eight I, teams? seven. Okay, it's just seven. So Miami is the seventh seed. Yeah. So like right now, I think the Steelers got the Dolphins. The Steelers probably win that playoff game, and then they probably lose in the next round. Um, I think I'm not saying they blow them out, but I'm saying they probably win. Maybe, maybe that's a that's a that's a good game to watch. I would say. That would you're, be a fun game to watch. Way off on the Steelers. I not, don't know. I, not way off. I, I I mean, like you're off of that. Oh yeah, I am. I am. Yeah. Um, I I think they're a little better than what you're letting on, but I think the injuries are too much, and Ben's wearing down. Um, yep. So I still think they're good. I'd say I'd say they probably beat the Bengals this week. Um. I I'd have them as a pick 'em with the Colts. I don't know what the you know the odds haven't come out for that. I'd say that's probably like a pick 'em game. Now is that a home or away game for the Colts? I don't know. Because if it's head. at Pittsburgh, we always struggle there. Yeah. But um, huh. I think it's a home game. I want to say for the Colts. I I would feel very a lot better if it was a home game. 
So I'd say the Browns, that. it depends because the Browns have struggled against the Ravens and the Steelers. Gosh. It's at Pittsburgh. It's at Pittsburgh, so I probably is I probably get Pittsburgh minus three then, probably. Probably. It is a one o'clock game though, so at least it's not prime time. <laughs> yeah, we always look the worst when we play the Steelers in prime time. Oh my gosh. Thanksgiving. There was a Sunday night matchup with uh, Antonio Brown just throttling us, you know. Yeah. At least last year when we had Jacoby Brissett, we almost won the game. Yeah. The uh um so I'd say I'd say I'd say Steelers probably win that game at home. Um but I think it's close. Mm-hmm. Um and I think I the Colts can, definitely I, can do it. And I could see them losing. Um, I don't know about the Browns. See, the Browns, they've struggled. I think the Ravens and the Steelers are in their heads. Because they've they've always they've mm-hmm. struggled with the Ravens and Steelers the past several years. Here's where I'll agree. Baltimore, on the other hand, though, Baltimore is about an averagely balanced team. Uh so like their offense, their offense can kill you, and their defense they can make big plays. So it doesn't surprise me about. See, the- I think Pittsburgh's more balanced than what you think. Oh no, I think their offense is horrendous. To be honest, see, I see, I don't see how that's possible. Juju, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, James Washington. See, you know, for me, it's not about the names; it's about what you produce. And obviously, the Steelers over the last, not just the last two weeks, but like the last about five weeks, I'd say, is they just have not been producing. It, you know, they can't run the ball at all. So that's that's so yeah, they can't run the ball. And uh the, the they're having the case of the dropsies. So <laughs> yeah. But Cleveland's offense has been looking really good, and that's where Cleveland's defensive injuries are gonna come in. And you mean Pittsburgh's? Oh gosh, I got that backwards. My bad. But that's where um Pittsburgh's injuries are gonna come in to where Cleveland's offense is going to do a lot against the Steelers defense. And I don't think the Steelers offense is going to be able to keep up. See there. That's the question for me. I, you know, they're, they're missing a couple, but I don't, you remember the last time the Browns played the Steelers, that game wasn't close and the offense looked horrendous for Cleveland. I mean, but okay, let's be honest. Cleveland is not the same team that they were early in the season. Like, no, I, no, I think there's a, there's a, it's a different team now, but I think, you know, it's, a, it's a, the division games. The teams know each other really well. So I think um, the Pittsburgh defense is going to be ready for Baker Mayfield. Now, okay. now the, I think the real question here is, I think that game might be the deciding factor for the division. Mm-hmm. Because the, if the Steelers win here, um, I guess the Browns are 9-4 now, so they're a couple games behind. But if the Steelers yeah. get, lose to the Colts, um, they maybe drop another one. Uh, the Browns can win to, like till week 17. I don't know what their schedule looks like the rest of the way. Um, but then I think that might be a really interesting game depending on how they do in the next few weeks here. That could be the division game. Hmm. 
I think that would require the Steelers losing to the Bengals, which I just don't see that happening. So they so because they have the Bengals and the Colts. What week is it? It's going into fifteen. So there's three to, more. Yeah. yeah. So they have to lose the Bengals and the Colts to bring them down, and the Browns would have to beat the next two. Yeah. And then and then it, that would be the division game. Yes, because they can't tie because Baltimore or because Cleveland has lost the Baltimore twice and the Steelers once already, yeah. and Pittsburgh swept Baltimore, beat Cleveland once already, and it looks like they'll probably so sweep with, so so here's so here's more so you, Pittsburgh's twelve and a half yeah so I was thinking of the Chiefs Saints one the uh, I'm almost more inclined to take the twelve and a half though now because if the Steelers win this week they lock up the division. It would make sense. I they're, mean, off a, it, they're off of two bad games. They've been embarrassed in prime time twice. Uh huh. I Bengals are a good. It's like the Seahawks and the Jets this past week. Bengals are a good bounce back, and they lock up the division. I think they'll be and and it's the first time they won't be on a short week in three weeks. Yeah, they actually get an extra day to prepare, and uh, they haven't a had a and they haven't had a bye all year. Mm-hmm. which is crazy. So they had a Sunday night game. They'll have an extra day prepared because it's a Monday game. I do think you're right on that. I, I would probably take the Steelers at 12 and a half. I'll probably see and try to see where the line is trending. If it's trending downward, I'll probably wait a little bit. Yeah. But if it's trending upward, I'll probably buy it at that price. Yeah. So speaking, we've talked a lot about Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Got? Okay, so last night's game uh, between the Ravens and the Browns, it it made its case to be the game of the year. Um, the final score ended up being forty-seven to forty-two Ravens. So uh, all the Browns betters uh, were distraught with their plus threes um, when the when the Browns did a bunch of laterals and ended up in a safety. Uh, to end the game. The, uh, I don't, like you were saying, this Browns team is very different. That might have been the best game from Baker Mayfield we've seen so far in his career. Like that, mm-hmm. I mean, he had a he had the one big mistake uh, where he threw the pick inside their own 20, and it ended up basically being six free points for the Ravens. Um, but the, uh, that game was back and forth. At one point, it seemed like – here's where I was impressed. At one point, it felt like Baltimore had it. They mm-hmm. went up 28-14, and it felt like the Ravens were in full control. Uh, and then the Browns bat, were able to battle back and take the lead 35-34. Um, and then this bizarre – storyline with Lamar Jackson where he was out they said he was being treated for cramps and whatnot in the locker room and I'm here's 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 where I start thinking things are planned out okay because they have this Trace McSorley come in for the Ravens and he's not doing good at that point I'm like the Browns got this one the Browns are gonna win they I mean they had taken the lead they had Trace McSorley whatever his name is and at quarterback um, they're approaching the two-minute warning. They, I think they hit the two-minute warning. McSorley goes down. 
So all this extra time goes. Here comes Lamar Jackson. His first play back in is fourth and five. So, you know, stop here. Browns win. And he runs out. It looks like he's going to run for the first down, which I couldn't figure out. I get Lamar Jackson's great, but that's what you prepare for when you play Lamar Jackson. They couldn't stop him all night running. He was going wherever he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, especially after he – I think at halftime he switched his cleats so he wasn't slipping. And then uh, he looks like he's going to run for the first down. He ends up throwing it over the top to Marquise Brown, who's wide open and runs in the touchdown to go up um, 40 – and then they went for two. So then they went up 42 to uh, 35. And then with a minute 51 left, Baker takes him back down uh, and runs. Was that the one he ran in or did he run in the one before? But they No, died. he threw a cream hunt. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which, looking back on it, uh, it might have been better for Kareem Hunt to not reach for the end zone there and just go down. They would have let the clock run and then punched it in. Um but the, the so they tie it 42-42, and then with like a minute left, the Ravens go down. Justin Tucker hits a 55-yarder, um, essentially to win it. There's two seconds left. They do some laterals. It ends up in a safety, and so the final score ends up being 47-42. Um, I was surprised by the Ravens' performance. wasn't expect I was not expecting a Ravens' performance like that at all. The Ravens have looked terrible for two months. Um, I was expecting this game to be around. I would say if I was going to guess the score pregame, I would have said the Browns 34 Ravens 24 or something like that. Um, 47, 42 was not anything I was considering. Um, The, uh, like I said, it boggled my mind how this defense, Lamar Jackson was doing whatever he wanted running it. And I felt like that's the first thing, like you try and stop Lamar from running and force him to throw it and beat you. So the fact that he was running everywhere, I mean, he, before the last drive, he had completed seven passes. I think like it was crazy. Um, and so I didn't understand that. Um, and I really put this loss on the Browns defense because I don't know what else that offense can do. Like that's the, that is the most functional, like uh, that is the highest level. That is the ceiling of the Browns offense is that they'll put up 42 points and look like they're just going to go down. I mean that they looked unstoppable Mm -hmm. um, against a very good Baltimore defense. Um, So I, you know, I put this loss on the defense of the Browns, um, you know, Baker had the one big mistake and that's really unfortunate. Um, but other than that, I, I, this game, it went down to the wire. It was great. There were 20 points scored in the last, what was it? The last three minutes or something. The last two minutes, there were 20 points scored. Um, so it was exciting. It, it's, you know, Seahawks Cardinals, the first round. Um, was up there. The Bills Cardinals game is up there. This game has definitely made its case to be the game of the year. Um, Packers Colts. Packers Colts. Um, so I I don't know. I think, uh, but this one was exciting last night. 
Yeah. I don't think this one takes the cake, though, just because Lamar Jackson exited the game, giving the Cleveland offense a chance to get back in it. Because if Lamar Jackson doesn't leave, I think this game could have gotten ugly. This is what you make movies of, Ben. This was the drama. This was the storyline. I know. I know. I know. But at the same time, because Lamar Jackson left, it allowed Cleveland to get back in the game and ultimately – it really saved uh, Baltimore when Lamar Jackson came back in because Baltimore had the game. It looked like they had the game. Cleveland and had the Lamar- game. What? Cleveland had the game, right? Well, no, Lamar, the Baltimore had the game. And then and, – Oh, and then Lamar left. And Lamar left. And Cleveland was looking to actually win the game. And Lamar Jackson comes back in and then Baltimore – once again, continues to look great and win. So I don't think it's the best game, but certainly is a great game. You know, there's no arguments here, but I don't think it's the best game. Uh, What I will say about Baker Mayfield, you know, let's take a deep breath. He has a phenomenal offense, okay? Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper. uh, Austin Hooper was out. He still has him, you know, for the season. And not to mention the the starting tight end uh, for Cleveland. Uh, Hooper. No, not Hooper. The, the back. Njoku. Njoku, yeah. He's not a bad option. No. And then they have two good running backs, uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Those so, running backs are amazing. That's that's who I wanted us to draft a couple years ago along with Quentin Nelson. Was Nick yeah. Chubb. And we were one pick from it, but yeah. yeah. But we got Darius Leonard instead, so yeah. I wasn't too upset about it. Um, yeah. But regardless, that's what we were dealt with. Anyway, so going back to Cleveland, Cleveland's offense is amazing. They spent so much time building Cleveland's offense. Now, their defense does have some playmakers. But outside of that, outside of what Miles Garrett, you would say, Denzel Ward. Ward. Yeah. the The defensive line for Cleveland is very good. Olivier Vernon, yeah, uh, Joby, Miles Garrett. Um, they're very good. Yeah. But the problem is they spent so much time building this offense that they allowed their defense to be the weak link in this game, when really. They needed their defense to come up big. Now, Baker Mayfield did have a good game, but he does have a good offense around him. He is surrounded by talent. So, I don't want to take anything away from Baker. You just did. (laughs) I'm not going to give him all the credit that everyone is giving him at the moment. He had a good performance. Are you crazy? Look, people want to say... Baker Mayfield Man, played out. You were going so good. You look, are nuts. Look, look. Baker Mayfield had a good game. Okay. He had a good game. But at the same time, if you're saying that Baker Mayfield proved last night why he's the number one overall pick, I'm not convinced. Okay. I'm not convinced. He had a good game. And that's all I can really say. He showed up when he needed to show up, but at the same time, he has the offensive weapons. And not to mention, Baltimore's secondary completely collapsed in that game as well. So it made it a lot easier for him. But 
until I can see this consistency from Baker Mayfield and without the weapons that he currently has, which we'll find out. We will find out. I'm not going to say Baker Mayfield's a star or he's a great quarterback, okay? He's a good quarterback. No, I'm not. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm just. And it was, I don't know. What? Go, go off. Go off. Come on. Uh Okay, so first of all, you know, I don't think Baker Mayfield's ever going to be able to prove that he's was the number one pick because mm-hmm. Josh Allen was in that draft. Um, Lamar Jackson was in that draft. Um, as, although I'm not the biggest fan of Lamar Jackson, uh, but he does have a league MVP. Um, if Sam Darnold comes to the Colts, we'll be saying that Sam Darnold was in that draft. Um so I don't think I don't think Baker's ever going to be able to prove that he was the number one pick or whatever. I don't think he's better than those guys. Um, I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield is a great quarterback. I think he's a pretty. I think he's an average quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm saying last night he looked phenomenal. Okay, okay. I mean he. Uh, look, he was going up against a beat-up secondary, and he does have a lot of offensive weapons. However, gosh, can you just give him one stinking thing? <laughs> oh my word, you people! <laughs> <laughs> however, however, as long as you acknowledge that Baker Mayfield is not a fantastic quarterback, and you realize you're not going to get this game out of him every single week, I will be willing to say, okay, fine, he had a good game. You know, he showed up when he needed to, but there's a lot of factors that played into that outside of (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of factors that played into it outside of Baker Mayfield just have a phenomenal game. No, Baltimore secondary collapsed. He has a lot of good weapons. Yeah, oh my he showed gosh. up when he Jarvis, needed to show up. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry. So you know, they're great. That's all he had last night. I don't, I don't know what to – I don't know what to um, – that's crazy. I don't – I you know, I, I I got bigger. He's probably, you know, 15, 16. He's middle of the pack as far as NFL quarterbacks go. I don't think he's I, – I, I, I need the more consistency. But I tell you what, if I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, I'm coming out last night and I'm feeling pretty good for the next few years. I mean, I'm not going to judge it off one game. <laughs> that's not one game they they're nine and four i mean let's okay i'm gonna pull up baker mayfield's numbers and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna try and convince myself of what i believe to be true okay so he is playing just ever so slightly better than phil rivers at this moment and you're all fighting. on Philip Rivers, and he's playing better than him. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not all on Philip Rivers, but I was just saying you're all off Philip Rivers, yet you want to be on Baker Mayfield at this point. And Baker Mayfield is playing better than Philip Rivers. Okay, not completion percentage. I'm Philip Rivers okay. has a 68, while Baker Mayfield has a 62. He has fewer yards. He has 2,784, so he has fewer he does have more touchdowns, but by only by three, and he has just one fewer interceptions. Okay, well, now that you give me the numbers, that makes me think to, you just said he was playing better. You didn't say that. Um, the, okay. Well, so, honestly, that my eyes got drawn to the touchdown to interception because that's 
probably the most important thing for a quarterback. But yeah. when I saw completion percentage in yards, I'm like, oh, wait, you know, those actually are pretty significant differences. So I, I, think, I think something's getting confused here. I'm not all on Baker. I think he is an average quarterback, and those numbers prove it. He's 62%, 2,700 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's an average quarterback. I think here's – the, here's the deal. I'm not picking up a fifth-year option for Baker Mayfield if I'm the Browns. I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking for the next guy or the free agent, whatever. I'm not picking up. But I can't argue with nine and four. Like they they're gonna make the playoffs this year. Then next year you take the next step. I, I you know it, it's it's like it's I, like I the Colts. Know. You know you make the playoffs at nine and four. You give them the contract for next year and take the next step. <laughs> no, he's he's got one more year on his rookie deal um, before they'd have to pick up the option. Because there's the thing with Baker is. Um, one, I like the guy. Um, you like so, Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I, I I don't think he plays great most of the time, but the but the guy himself, I like Baker Mayfield. Um, yeah, I don't like him. The the uh, the thing the thing is is I wouldn't give him because right now he's on his rookie deal, and the Browns rightly so have taken full advantage of it. They have surrounded. They have put a lot of talent on that team. Um, this is the other thing to consider about this team is they're very young. They don't have, they haven't started a player over 30 on offense. Um, so it's not just Baker Mayfield. I, you know, like there's not a lot of vets in this locker room. Um, the, the thing about Baker is if you have to pick up that fifth year option and give him that long-term deal, what happens to the rest of this team? Because right now they're paying a lot of people. Um, I think we're finding out that you can probably move Odell. Um, mm-hmm. I think Odell's nice to have. Absolutely. Um, He's but I think a luxury can, item. But you can probably move him because right now that's not the biggest. I think if you trade Odell – and I mean, you could put that money towards Baker. I'd rather put it towards some defense. Um, the uh, that that's the thing I'm concerned with with Baker is I don't think I think Baker is an average quarterback who needs a team around him. And if you're going to pay Baker like he's you know Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes, then I mean you're talking about forty million dollars a year is the next going rate for a quarterback. I'm, I don't think I'm giving Baker that. That's understandable. I, I I see where you're getting. I think I think I think he is an adequate quarterback if you have the team around him. Clearly, they're nine and four. I think that's a very good team. I think mm-hmm. he's an adequate quarterback, um, but I don't think he's. You know, it's the same way I think about Dak Prescott. I think he's an adequate quarterback. I don't know if I necessarily pay Dak all the money. Now, after this year, he has a very strong case for it. I think he probably gets it. But mm-hmm. um, I fully understand why they franchise tag Dak. Maybe they do that with Baker. You franch- franchise Baker a couple years, see how it goes. Um, 
I just don't see – I don't see Baker being – you know, like Patrick Mahomes, it's like I'd pay that guy $100 million and make it work with the rest of the team. Like I know with that guy, like that's enough to win games. Um, it's like LeBron. Like I'd pay LeBron $500 million a year. And I, I give me LeBron and anybody, and we're going to make the playoffs at least. The um, Baker's not that, um, and so that that's I don't want that to get misconstrued here. I don't want you thinking I'm all on Baker. I'm not all on Baker. I like Baker. I think he's an average guy uh, to play quarterback, but I'm not. I'm not saying pay Baker and he's the answer and blah, blah, blah. I think he's adequate if he has a team around him. Okay. Like it's like, it's like Peyton, like Peyton Manning. I'd pay him $20 million. Or, I thought you were tw- I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 20 million to me is a lot. I'm sorry. 20 million to me is a lot. So I realized that that sounds smaller. I pay Peyton a hundred million dollars a year. Um, the, and, and see what we get with the rest of the team. The, you know, I'd pay Andrew Luck a hundred million dollars a year. See what we get with the rest of the team. The, like these guys are franchise changers, but I'm not, I, I'm not going to bring in Carson Wentz and pay him a hundred million dollars a year. I, he needs a team around him. It's like the Rams, Jared Goff. He got paid big money. They're getting back to where they were, but they made a Super Bowl on his rookie deal. Cause they had all that team around him. Same yeah. with Russell Wilson. All right. And de- I mean, definitely made a cases there. I don't know. It's just. That's what, I'll be honest. I'm surprised because I thought the new trend in the NFL would be that you get a quarterback on their rookie deal and you build the team around them because of the success the Rams and the Seahawks had. Um and that hasn't been the case. Teams continue to pay their quarterbacks, and then they fall apart. Yeah. But I guess going back to Baker Mayfield, I don't know. It's just – yes, he had a nice game, but I'm really not sure what I want to think of Baker Mayfield as of yet. And I don't. I know what you want to think of Baker Mayfield. It's just oh, not yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean, I guess this week is not necessarily a winning argument with me, uh, or I'm not going to probably be able to win this argument just because he did have a very nice game. But at the same time, I don't think he's going to be amount to really much of anything, to be honest. And I think this is just one of those games where he had a good game. But it's just it's only subpar, I guess. Not not the game, his performance, but like him himself as a quarterback is only subpar. Like okay. he had some good games, you know. Do you think there uh, the Ravens are sniffing the playoffs? Do you think there's any chance they get in? Uh I mean the Baltimore looks good against the Cowboys, and they look good against Cleveland's defense. And so, hey, real quick, okay. everyone looks good against the Cowboys. You did not even let me finish. Okay, I was <laughs> just about ready I'm to sorry. say that. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, I, I'm sorry, but that came out, and I had I couldn't let it stand. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was just about ready to get there. 
where it's like, you know, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, we know them, and we know that Cleveland doesn't have a defense. However, I think we're starting to see it again to where Baltimore's starting to, uh, you know, kind of turn the cylinders on to getting back to the way they used to dominate these games of scoring 40 points with uh, Lamar Jackson's legs and whatnot. So if we can see more of that, they will have a chance just because I'm worried about the consistency of Miami at the moment. I still haven't quite figured out Tua yet as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I think they'll definitely fight for it. But if Baltimore plays like they did, you know, for the midway part of the season, probably not. Mm-hmm. But, you know, string together these last couple of games, keep some of the momentum going off of that. I think it's very possible. I tell you what, I'm just hoping that they play like they did for the middle of the season then. I, w- I will not miss Baltimore if they don't make the playoffs. Um, hey, you know, I don't necessarily like Baltimore either. However, I will say this. They usually are the team that takes out New England. New England's not there. I don't need them. I know. <laughs> but I'm saying they've given us a lot of, they've given us a lot of good memories. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go to your power rankings, Ben. What you got? Ah, oh, shoot. I just lost them. Uh, go to oh yours. Goodness. Go to yours first, and uh, okay. So here's this. the here's the correct one. In a in a twist, we're gonna give you the right ones first, and then give you some wrong ones. Um, so at number ten, I have the Tennessee Titans. Um, this is purely because of Derrick Henry and AJ Brown. Um, that just seems like they're. I mean, Derrick Henry had what two fifteen and two touchdowns against the Jaguars. I agree that it's the Jaguars, but it's not a far reach from what he does against every other team either. Um, the, yeah, I mean, the, the Titans are in their spot up there. Um, my, well, I'll save those because I don't want to give it away. But, um, yeah, at number 10, I have the Titans. At number nine, I have the Colts. Uh, the Colts are looking really good right now. They're hitting their stride right when they need to be. Um I think this is a team that gives the Chiefs problems. I'm not saying they necessarily win, but I think it, the defense is very good for um, Indianapolis, and the run game is very good for Indianapolis. And those are two strengths right now that help you beat the Chiefs. Um, and so I think that would be an interesting matchup, but I'm I'm not confident in saying that the Colts walk out of there with a win. Um the at number eight, I had the Cleveland Browns. We just got done talking about them. I got them at number eight. They, uh, the offense, frankly, against Baltimore last night looked unstoppable. And the defense, the defensive line's good. The back end needs a little work. They really need some linebackers there in Cleveland. Um, but I think as long as they don't run into the Ravens or the Steelers, I'd watch out for them. Um, and that's another team I think could give the Chiefs trouble. Not so much. It would have to be that uh, the defensive line was getting pressure on Mahomes because I don't think the secondary would give him trouble. But if Miles Garrett's getting in there, getting pressure on Patrick Mahomes, and then uh, the Cleveland offense uh, is moving like they were against the Ravens, that might be a matchup worth checking out. At number seven, we have the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, I suppose it's the Russell Wilson effect. I get they they had a, they won 40-3 to against the Jets. 
So that uh, has exactly zero impact on how they move in this power rankings because of the Jets. Um, Russell Wilson, uh, if he's on, great. Um, he hasn't been for a few weeks now, so it's it's uh, it's interesting. Um, the defense has gotten a lot better since they traded for Carlos Dunlap. The pass rush is actually there. Jamal Adams is added to that as well. Um, so I'm giving the defense a little more credit in Seattle. Um, if Russell Wilson's on, this team can beat – I would say this team could beat just about anybody. Um, at number six, we have the Steelers. I purely have the Steelers at number six uh, because – you can't fall too far all at once. Um, <laughs> they're probably they're probably a little lower for me, but um, I'll have them at six just because I've had them at two, I've had them at three, had them at four. Um, you can't fall all the way off uh, at once. But uh, this team, it's definitely on the downturn. It's definitely trending downward. Um, they'll try and bounce back this week against the Bengals. Uh, I think they will. They'll lock at the division with a win. Um, they've been embarrassed two weeks in a row in prime time. I think it's not, I think it's a I think it's a good bounce back game. Another prime time game uh, for the Steelers, but and that's all on a long week. So I look for them to bounce back, but I don't know how far this team's going. Uh, number five, I have the Saints. Um, the defense is really good. Uh, I don't know what to make of the offense right now because Drew Brees hasn't been in for a while. Taysom Hill's really hindering this team. Uh, the 21 points on the Eagles and really 14 if the Eagles don't hand them another seven. I mean, that's about unacceptable. Uh, the week before, I, I, I don't think the Saints have scored over 24 points with Taysom Hill, and that's that's a problem. Uh, the, the Saints' offense should be a lot better. Um and we'll see when Drew Brees gets back in. Maybe this week, but probably next week. Um, the Rams are number four. Uh, so they moved up a bit in my power rankings. I was impressed. See, the Patriots, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs, but being the Patriots still means something because the Patriots have screwed up a lot of teams this year. Um, the To have a dominant performance like they did against the Patriots says something to me. Uh Aaron Donald might be the greatest defensive lineman to ever play this game. Uh, so that means something to me. Jalen Ramsey playing like the top corner in the league right now. So that means something to me. The defense is great. The offense is great. Um, as long as Jared Goff's not getting pressure, they're going to, they're going to be a tough out. Uh, if, if you're getting pressure on golf, they're going to struggle, which concerns me because a lot of these teams are good at getting pressure on the quarterback. The number three, I have the Buffalo bills, uh, they are looking – they're humming along. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs has completely changed everything about that offense this year. Uh, the defense is slowly coming along. That was the most surprising thing uh, about this season is there was no change on the defense. So it looked like everything was – you know, the defense was continued to be one of the best, and then the offense would pick it up. And the offense has picked it up, but the defense was way off. And – uh but they're slowly starting to get back into it. Um, and so the Bills right now are looking like they might be one of the teams to beat. There's another team in the AFC. But so if you take the other team out of the AFC, then I would say the Bills are the team to beat right now in the AFC. The Packers are at number two. 
another solid win over the Lions. Uh, Devontae Adams, I don't know. I mean, you got DeAndre Hopkins, but I don't, I don't know how many guys you put ahead of Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is playing like there's no one better than him right now. I mean, he's the only option on this team, and he's putting up numbers like you wouldn't believe. Um, Aaron Rodgers obviously loves him. Uh, and I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers um, over most teams. And so the, so the Packers are up there. The defense has some struggles. I'd like to see the defense – at this point, the defense isn't going to get any better. I was going to say I'd like to see the defense get better. At this point, it is what it is. Um, if they can get turnovers, I like the Packers. And then at number one, of course, the Chiefs. I don't know if there's a – if the Chiefs are – it's like the Warriors with Durant. It's like if they're playing like they want to win, and then they're not going to get beat. And I don't and I don't see – I see a 90% chance that we see the Chiefs win the Super Bowl this year. Um, the – I mean, it's the way they score points is just fast and it's in your face and it doesn't matter what type of lead you have. Uh, if, if you if you can't score 36 points and you can't hold the Chiefs to less than that, then you're not going to win. And that's the bottom line. I give the Bills the best shot. Um, but, yeah. So that's the correct I, I, honorable mention is the the Ravens and the Bucks, um, but what do you got, Ben? All right, so I was able to put together my power rankings just a little bit ago. I had to go based off memory and last week, so I think I got them pretty accurate to what I originally had them. Um, so I'll just dive, go ahead and dive right in it now. I'm going to say with number 10, I'm just going to give you a fair warning. This is not just a complete free fall. Last week I had this team. I believe I had this team at like seven. So this team fell even further because of a loss. The Pittsburgh Steelers are my number 10 team. Look, you know, this is long overdue. Okay. The only reason why they were up high is because that is because they hadn't lost yet. Okay. In my previous power rankings, I always put the Steelers at two just because they hadn't lost. I didn't actually think they were the second best team because they just hadn't been playing like it. And now it's like, okay, you have some losses and not just one loss. You have a couple of them. And one of them is to a just an average team when you're at home. So, yeah, I think the Steelers are kind of in free fall mode. I, I'm off the Steelers. I don't think they're that good of a team. And... You know, if they keep playing the way they do, they will be out of my top 10 despite having, what, 11 wins? Um, so, yeah, the Steelers are not in a good position. Ahead of them, I have the Tennessee Titans. I know the Steelers beat the Titans. However, I think Tennessee is um, – they've kind of stayed the same sta the same team as Pittsburgh has gotten steadily worse with injuries and their offense just running out of gas. While the Titans, they've just kind of been – the same old Titans. Uh, they can, uh, Ryan Tannehill can catch fire or he can be kind of cold, but you know, you're going to get one of those. It's not that they're just running out of gas. They, they're just a flip of a quarter. They can beat you any given Sunday. Uh, number eight is the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland smacked Tennessee around for the better part of the game. What was it? Two weeks ago, I believe. Yep. Yeah, two weeks ago, they smacked the Tennessee Titans around. Tennessee was able to get back into the game, so I don't think they're that much worse than the Browns. 
but I do think Cleveland, there's something to be said with Cleveland's performance last night and the week before, and obviously their overall record proves that they are a top 10 team. Uh, for my number seven team, I have the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, like Bo said, they're hitting their stride right then and now, right at the right time. Philip Rivers, since that Cleveland Browns game, which was absolutely atrocious, he has just been great. Uh, 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. It's just been a good performance. The running game looks to be getting better. The defense, you know, as long as they have that defensive front and Darius Leonard, this team, this defense is going to give everyone fits. Blackman is looking like a true safety for this team. And Kenny Moore is great for the secondary. Their defense is absolutely phenomenal. And if their offense can continue to go in the right direction, this team could be dangerous come postseason. But just ahead of them, I have Seattle Seahawks. I don't know what's wrong with Seattle because I look at their roster and I look and I'm like, how is this team not, you know, performing well? I mean, what's wrong with Russell Wilson? What's wrong with, uh, the defense allowing Colt McCoy to get any points on him. I don't know. But obviously last week, I think they took this week against the Jets as a week. Like we're going to get, we're going to go out and absolutely crush this team. And we're going to start building some momentum to get back to the way Seattle plays football because they went out there and they just didn't beat this team. They didn't like, you know, uh, play around with this team for a little bit like the Raiders did. This team said, we're going to smack you in the mouth, and then we're going to continue to smack you all game long. And that's what they did. They absolutely crushed them. People will think about taking the Jets at a, you know, as a, you know, 14 point underdog to cover the spread. No, they absolutely annihilated a 14 point spread. In fact, you could have put it at 20, and the Jets still did not. Could have put it at 35, to be 35. Could have put yeah. it at 36. <laughs> yeah, so so that just goes to show you that the Jets or Seattle use this game to get back in their ways, and it'll be interesting to see how they finish their season. Uh, I really didn't want to do this, but at the same time, you still lost, and so I have to put you down here, the New Orleans Saints. I think their loss against the Eagles last night is not something – or not last night, I guess, Sunday. Their loss is not something to be concerned about, I would say. You're facing a new quarterback, a team that's re-energized. You're on the road. You don't have your starting quarterback. I mean, yeah, yeah, a lot of things working against you. And so I just feel like the Saints, they're still a good team. They might just be hitting a low point in their season. I think they'll get it together. I don't have concerns with the Saints. I still think they're a dangerous team, and I still think they're a good team. It's just – it's one of those any given Sundays. A lot of things were going the Eagles' way. Long term, I'd much rather be the Saints than the Eagles at this point. So, New Orleans, don't freak out. You know, just get get back to winning, and you'll find yourself back in the top tier of this list soon. Number four, I have the Packers. Uh, I don't really take much of their – game against the Lions. Why? Because it's the Lions. Um, what about every other game? Well, it's <laughs> the Bears twice, the Vikings twice, the Lions twice, 
uh, Carolina. I'll give him the Saints game. That's all I'll give him. I'll give him the Saints game. But if only the Bears once. Well, they'll crush the Bears again too. I mean, the Bears are not a good team. <laughs> and not to mention, they played. I think they're they're playing the NFC South. All I'm saying is, I will. However, they do play Tennessee coming up. I will be watching that game rather closely. So, okay. you, Green Bay does have a game to where not necessarily impress me, but they can get another quote unquote signature win. So, we'll see about that. I choose the Rams to be over the Packers because I feel like the Rams have the more complete team. Packers have the better quarterback and they have the better number one wide receiver. However, the Rams wide receiving core is better than the Packers. The defensive okay, I'm not even going to say defensive specials. Everything on the defensive side of the Ram, for the Rams is better than the Packers. Everything. Uh, quarterback, Jared Goff, he's fine. He's not Aaron Rodgers. So it's quarterback, number one wide receiver and that's it. Cam Akers looks to be a good Rams running back. I don't think he's on Aaron Jones's level quite yet, but it looks like he's trending in that direction. So I think the Rams are just an all-around complete team, and I think they could beat the Packers if they played each other. Uh, you know, I was going back and forth on my number one. Ow. I was really going back and forth. But I ultimately decided to go with the Buffalo Bills for number two just because... I think Kansas City is still a more talented team. And if they catch fire, they're almost impossible to stop. However, so, this. So just real quick, let's make it, let's just clear the air right here. Ben went with logic instead of, I want to have a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, watch the herd. Okay. He had a hot take today. Oh, I don't know boy. if you watched. The I, haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet today. Oh, okay. Do you want me to spoil it for you? Go ahead. I don't care. He had the Bills at number one. Oh, what a moron. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Bills are playing on fire. And I think had they annihilated the Steelers, I probably would have put them at number one. But it wasn't really an annihilation. And there was kind of a struggle fest early in that first half with the Steelers and Bills. So it didn't really convince me to put the Bills at number one. However, they're six and one in their last seven, and the only game they lost was the Hail Mary on probably one of the best games ever, and they outplayed the Cardinals from the entirety of that game. So, yeah, I, I have Buffalo at number two. They will probably have their shot at number one if Kansas City falls asleep anytime over the next three weeks. But ultimately, number one, Kansas City. The team's still good. Uh, you know, if they get down and they're trying to come back. I mean, I don't care how much time is left on the clock. They will be able to do it. But I'm wondering if there's this possibility of having that L.A. Clipper mentality where, you know, you're down until you're trying to turn it back on and it just won't turn on, you know. So I hope the Chiefs... call it an L.A. Clipper mentality. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the Clippers, you know. they They were supposed to be one of the better teams and they absolutely were not because they just couldn't turn it on when they needed it to. I, However, I think the Warriors is a much more fitting comparison. 
All right, fine, whatever. Point is, I'm not comparing the Chiefs to them at this moment. I'm just saying I hope they don't fall into that uh, mentality because I think there's a real possibility of it with the way they've been playing over the last four weeks. Well, they'll have a they'll have the first week by, and then we'll see what's going on. All right, but Andy read off a bye. Okay, I can't ignore that. <laughs> we'll see in the AFC title game. You know. Yeah. Um, what's uh real quick before we before we say goodbye? I want you to give me the first thing that comes to your head when I say this. Okay. MVP. Patrick Mahomes. Man, he's still. He's wrong, man. (laughs) Before this week, I said, yeah, I think he got passed this week. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has the most touchdowns and the fewest turnovers. Look, I'm just... And the highest passer rating. It's just he loves beating up on these weaker opponents, and I know he can't help his schedule, but my goodness. I mean... If I were to give Josh the way Josh Allen is playing right now, if oh, I were to give him don't the even. pack, if I were to you give him the pack, have a schedule, quarter season slump and get an MVP. <laughs> if I were to give him the Packers schedule, I'm sorry you had to play the Titans on Tuesday and then turn around and play the Chiefs on what Monday or something like that. That was the turnaround the Bills had when they were in their slump. But anyway, regardless, the Titans beat the. Titans. Bills, oh, yeah, the Bills beat the Titans. The Bills beat the Titans. I thought I thought the Titans annihilated. To be honest. Oh, was that the other way around? Am I remembering that wrong? Yeah, I thought it was the up. other way around. Let me let me pull it up here real quick. Uh, yeah, Titans annihilated him, forty-two to sixteen. Okay, I was remembering that the other way around. Yeah, so. <laughs> Anyway, no, Josh Allen, it wasn't just that. It was Josh Allen didn't play well for about four games. They still won some. Regardless, I think if you put give Josh Allen the schedule that Aaron Rodgers has and Devontae Adams as a receiver, Josh Allen could put up similar numbers. I want to give you a hypothetical real quick as well. What? Um, so I was given this take earlier this week after the Bills. It was well, it was it would have been yesterday after the Bills beat the Steelers. Uh, currently, as it sits right now, with the playoffs started today, the Colts would be going to Buffalo um, for the first round of the playoffs. And this take that I was given by a Bills fan is that if there was a if there was a if there was a bunch of snow on the ground and stuff, then Buffalo would just roll them. Yeah. Well, think of it. You're getting. How do you agree with that? Hold on. How do you agree with that? Here's the thing: the Buffalo Bills' offense is very reliant on throwing the football. If there is a bunch of snow, that's not as effective. And the Colts' game is defense and running. Here's what I'll say, though: Bills are an outdoor team. They're prepared for that. Philip Rivers played in San Diego. Los Angeles, and he's in a dome in Indianapolis. If we get down early to the Bills, it's over. We would have to control the game on the ground, and if the Bills ever got any kind of passing game going, it would be finished. No, I I agree with you that the passing game got going. I'm just saying 
the el- that element seems to me to work more in the Colts' favor because it works more towards the run and defensive game plan than the Bills' throw-around game plan. Here's what I'll say, though. The Bills, when they throw the ball, they're not a finesse-throwing team. And what I mean by that is it's not all about the touch passes and soft throws. Josh Allen bolts those things in there. It doesn't matter how windy it is. He's going to throw the ball where he wants the ball to go. Now, whether the receivers have the case of the dropsies, I mean, that's on them. I don't like that word, man. It makes me feel weird. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. Uh, that's gonna be our sign off. So if you if you, uh, if you go to the link in the show notes, you can go to the social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's at rut's underscore pod. You can send us an email at runupthescorepod at gmail.com. Uh, all that's in the all that's in the link in the show notes. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, if you if you like the show, uh, tell someone about it. If you don't like the show, just act like it never happened. And uh, then then uh, give us a, a five star review. Anything less, we don't really care. Um, if you if we, you don't need to bother with your time with that, but five star review, rate, review, subscribe helps with the algorithm and whatnot. So uh, yeah, I think that's everything. All right, real quick though, uh, the line for Thursday's game is oh, yeah. the Raiders are minus three against the Chargers, I believe. Has it come down? It was minus three and a half when I looked at it earlier today. I think it was at three when I last saw. I so. probably I probably take the Raiders at three then. I was iffy at three and a half, but I'd probably take them at three. Yeah, I just don't know. Uh if the Chargers had any kind of competent coaching, it would be a very easy call. However, they don't, and so now I'm very shaky on this. So you lean, so you're leaning Chargers. Yes, the line went back. Line went back to three and a half. I see. See that one's tough. That one's tough. <laughs> I was gonna, it's it's going to be going back and forth. Um, uh, what about the Saturday? There's a couple Saturday games. It's a uh, Packers Panthers. Packers Panthers Bills Broncos. Yeah, what's the line? Uh, seven uh, Bills over the Broncos Panthers. Eight and a half pack or Panthers Packers eight and a half. Um, those are those are good lines. I don't like those. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I probably I'm probably comfortable with the Bills at seven though. Broncos have been in some close games of lately though. Like I don't I don't like it. They they beat Carolina. They were close against Kansas City. I just don't like that. They weren't close. I mean, the refs missed the Tyreek Hill catching the ball. That is true. Um, I think I probably I well the way Bills are playing, you know, unless Josh Allen's going to go out there and be bad like he was for a few games there. Um, I think I'm feeling good about Bills at seven, Packers at eight and a half. That's where I'd lean, but I don't know. Yeah, see, I just pulled up the Broncos schedule, and it's like outside of their game where they didn't even have a quarterback. They were close against Kansas City. They beat the Panthers. They beat the Dolphins. And then they got smacked around by the Raiders. So uh, I don't like the Broncos. And then the Packers. Is it where is it? Is it it in um, Buffalo? Um, It is Buffalo Bills at the Denver Broncos. Oh, that changes things. 
Yeah. So I think I still uh, like Buffalo, but not as much. Yeah. I'm going to see if that line can come down a little bit. What um, do you make of Packers? Uh, I feel like I Carolina. Know. I feel like Carolina's kept it close with everybody. Yeah, they they find a way to keep it close with everybody. But and it seems uh, like the Packers find a way to keep it close with everybody. <laughs> they haven't covered too much. Yeah, probably probably lean Panthers, and I'm gonna see if the line can. Come I just hate. I, I probably I'm either going Packers or I'm not taking it. I I can't take I, I it's like Wilson. I can't go against Rodgers. Anyway, uh, so I don't know what to tell you, Ben. So yeah, I'm actually gonna wait for any kind of hook on that Broncos Bills game. If I can get it to six and a half, I'll probably go Bills. If I can get it to seven and a half, I'll probably go Broncos. Mm, okay. That's where that's where I'm kind of leaning there. And well, then... so uh, so we might be able to get that out um, in time, depending on uh, we might we've had a couple episodes, you know, bonus episodes on the weekends. Um, we might be able to do that. I don't know what Ben's schedule is like, and I don't know what my schedule is like quite yet because I'm waiting on getting my schedule back from uh, the Pacers. Um, maybe Friday night. Um, that depends. If I get scheduled, <laughs> but All right. we might be able to get something out before the Saturday games. If those lines change, we'll probably definitely be able to get something out before the Sunday games. Um, Cause I, I don't have any foreseeable work uh, this weekend. So we can do that. Um, All right. So that's, that'll do it for us. Check out the link in the show notes and we will see you the next time. <laughs>